0: yeah it's gonna be a quieter overnight scape central again but uh i knew i was taking a big risk with the topic like toasters i wondered was i gonna be overwhelmed by people fascinated with the idea or would it land uh, like a uh, lead zeppelin so to speak and uh, perhaps there will be a little crash but you do get Frank, Edward, Nora, and I. And if somebody else sneaks in at the last minute, they'll be here, too. Ooh. Drinking that uh, uh, Perrier. And the bubbles are coming up because I am bubbling. Because regardless, this is an exciting topic. I mean, toasters. The invention of toasted bread, uh, which must have happened a long... Can you imagine just flaxed bread a world without toast and and somehow that first uh human who somehow figured out but okay we've got we've made this loaf of something resembling bread i'm sure it was crude and nothing like wonder bread or all these nice smooth um Big goods that we have now. It was probably this lumpy mass. But they, they decided to slice it for some reason. And then they found that if they warmed these slices, they became toast. Oh, the wonders, the magic, uh, toast. And then we put che- toast and cheese is some sort of iconic thing. I mean, even... And, and it makes my innards shake. American cheese in any other form is, it isn't even cheese I understand that. It's an atrocity it's a violation of nature, but all that aside it is the, you take that, that, that toast that we were talking about and you melt a little cheese on it and then you have the wonder The apex of simple cookery. The grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, man. Were toaster ovens not invented for the creation of such things? Uh, I don't know. And, And you could even add a little butter on top of the toast before you melt this American cheese food processed something or other on there and and then cheeseburgers too yeah yeah. The, the american cheese in those two instances i would still consider it edible uh and i don't get it because i am sure nutritively uh it's pretty close i can't see that there would be a huge difference between a finely formed cheddar slice and an american cheese slice and yet we have these um Ideas. I have these that The cheddar has to be, I mean, it costs three times as much. It's really cheese, right? Right. Okay. And we're not talking about toast anymore. Or the ubiquitous toaster. I, it, it, who, how could anybody live for very long without either a toaster or a toaster oven? in our modern world. We toast, 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 and a toast. Just When you want to celebrate something and you lift your drinks together to celebrate, yes, that is a toast To, And I'm not even sure why but uh, perhaps Frank Edward Nora has discovered this because I know Frank does the research. And uh, with that, I'm just gonna hand the floor over to Frank and uh, I'll be back with some, uh,
1: no doubt, comments. Humble and ubiquitous. The toaster, especially the classic look toaster, right? Sort of this chrome or sort of shiny metal, um, sort of a box with the, the two slots on the top and on the side. You push the plunger down. You put the slices of bread in. You push the plunger down, and it heats up. There's essentially um, some kind of a grid of electric wires. Electricity runs through it, and uh, and it heats up. They become red hot wires, and it, and and it, and it changes the slices of bread into toast using the Maillard effect. Uh, an, an amazing, amazing process, and it, it it is an object that right in the way it looks. It's, it, it's simplicity and it's kind of ubiquitous and universal that it's used in so many ways at so many levels, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's a warm, wonderful thing. It's a dangerous thing, too. You know, you see, uh, you know, someone that, that may not be very careful. You know, the, the, the one thing that might happen it, when it, the toast pops up, there's something gets jammed. So what do you do? You jam a fork in there and get electrocuted. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that could happen as well. Toasters show up all over the place. I'm sure many cartoons have that happen. The cartoon character gets zapped with electricity by sticking that fork in there. But this—I mean, this really—you know—toasters are essentially meant to create toast, right? Which is uh, they can warm up other things, of course, and we'll get to that. The toaster pastries, the egg waffles, toaster strudels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But essentially, we think of as the classic instance of toast. It's a white bread, right? That is sliced. And, uh, uh, and and then the heat is applied, and it, it becomes brown. Uh, in, in this Maillard effect, it's the chemical reaction that apparently is extremely complex, not even fully understood by modern science. And uh, once you get to that point, if you put it in too long, it just becomes carboni. It, it, it becomes carbon. It becomes black. Right? It becomes like soot. You destroy it, and that's. You can also you can overdo toast. But when it's that perfect brown. Uh, color and then usually adding a, a butter, you, you, you take a knife and put some butter on top of it and then then the heat that is still in the in the toast melts the butter. So then you have you just bite into it and you know you can either slice it the lengthwise or at an angle or you can just eat the whole thing without slicing it. Uh, it is a taste sensation. It is a simple, simple thing, but it is such a, such an incredible taste, a wonderful taste. And I still have toast to this day from time to time. Uh, you know, I use the Earth Balance uh, vegan butter, which is very, to me, very indistinguishable from the real thing. But um, it's a very, very, there's a lot going on in terms of toast, right? But a toaster is considered sort of the most basic kind of machine. When we think of our machines, a toaster is a little bit silly. It's a squat little thing. And it's, it just has that one purpose uh, but it's used an example as an example of a machine. For example, uh, uh, when I was uh, ye- uh, yesterday, I just finished up my we- three weasels adventure, and Brian was mentioning. He said the word toaster in relation to like a, a computer that's very old and very low powered. Oh, it even runs on a toaster, you know? Um, didn't they call also the uh, the robots in? See, I, I never saw this the, the the newer Battlestar Galactica series, but I think they called the uh, the Cylons like toasters. Or you could call a robot a toaster. That sort of insulted. That is sort of a machine like a toaster. That that right. But what is toast really? What is bread? I mean, it's basically a, a, a ground-up grains that you add water and uh, and then some yeast and you you cook it. And the well, first you have to let it rise, which means that these tiny microscopic creatures are eating the dough and then excreting a gas to create the little bubbles inside of it, then you heat all that up. right? So it's sort of like um, <clears throat> chemically changing everything. And the outside of a loaf of bread then is browned with the Maillard effect. Um, when you slice the bread, uh, the, the bread inside is not changed by Maillard. You could eat bread without toasting it, but by toasting it, you are altering the, the, the texture and the flavor of the bread um, to that brown delicious deliciousness that is toast and you know I think it's it's the uh, the nature of the challenge of, of heating both sides of a slice of bread evenly right so I mean I think you can actually put bread like in a uh, you could put a uh, like a, a pan on the, uh, the stove and kind of just lay the bread on the pan and and toast one side of it theoretically, but it's sort of that contact toasting. You're sort of touching the hot surface rather than it receiving heat through through the air. So I I I that might be different. But then of course you'd have to flip it over and toast the other side. The, the idea is a toaster toasts uh, can can heat up both sides at once, right? And uh, you know so this is an important enough food because it's it's cheap and simple and delicious that I think that the the, the creation of this individual. Appliance was called for. And uh, toasters, at least in the past, were completely mechanical. There was nothing electronic about them. Um, no control systems. It was just, uh, right, as you, and I'm just, this is my understanding of it. As you push down a standard toaster, as you push down, a contact is made, the, uh, the elements heat up, and then there is some kind of a, a timer going on and, and I, I think the early ones the, apparently the early ones had this really complex mechanical uh, aspect, coils and metals um, and you know, you can set how much, how, how long you want it to be in there could it have to do with a, something that is heating up and then releases, you know there's a latch at the bottom, releases it and there's springs in there and the toast pops up right, and uh you know the idea is that you, you really shouldn't have enough force that the the toast just like shoots out. But that's another trope when it comes to, to toast is toast shooting out of a toaster, or someone using a toaster as a weapon, like shooting toast at people, which is another another thing. Listen, I did a lot of research on toasters. Okay, there is so much about toast. Listen, I know. Thank you, PQ, by the way, for, for choosing this topic. I know I mentioned it last time, and I really do feel I feel very passionate about this as 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 an important topic for Overnight Central. And, you know, I, I suppose if you weren't familiar with it, you know, like, wouldn't you say, well, do you have to wait, you know, for the bread to cool down? But generally, no, right? Even though it had been exposed to a searingly hot temperatures, and when it pops up, you can pretty much just grab the toast. I I don't know. Is it – it's not really super hot. You don't have to use, like, the utensil or, or a tongs or something. You can just pick it up, right? It's, it doesn't really – I don't think the bread retains that much heat, right? But, it, but then again – this is kind of a contradiction because it needs to retain heat in order to melt the butter that you put on it. But it's not enough to burn you. <laughs> There's a lot of engineering behind this. There's a lot going on here, okay? A heck of a lot. But as I mentioned, as um, toasters were made for bread, I think man- uh, food manufacturers, especially you know, pre-made, pre-packaged uh, foods, frozen foods, right? everyone seems to have a toaster now. Even in their kitchen, even though I don't know the last time I had one of those kind of toasters, I had used toaster oven, which can achieve the same thing as it does have heating elements above and below, and so can achieve toasting both sides of a piece of bread. Uh, you just simply lay them, you lay them on, uh, a tray, uh, on a tray, on a not a tray, but, you know, like a, a, se- a series of metal rods that are fused together in, in kind of a tray, and the top and bottom of the toaster oven heat up and, and, and can achieve the same thing. Now I'm sure there's toast aficionados that might say that this no this is not good enough. You need to have because clearly, in the two-slot top-loading toaster, the 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 heating elements, which are just wires that heat up with with electricity, are closer to the to the toast. So I wouldn't say I'm a toast aficionado. I you know I make the toast. It seems fine in a toaster oven, but a toaster oven uh, can accommodate more slices. The one I have is standard size. You probably put four slices of bread in there at once as opposed to two though i know there are four slice toasters yes there's many different variations of toasters but crucially a toaster oven you can put other things in and it's it can act as a mini oven a general oven right it can do ovenish things in fact for a long time when we did some cooking we would just always just use the toaster oven you could cook potatoes in there anything so it's a much more versatile uh, kitchen appliance than just a regular toaster but it depends on what your needs are of course what your kitchen needs are what cuisine you're interested in? But you know, for example, the Ego waffle, right? These are frozen waffles that are designed to be heated up in a in a toaster, right? And um, so that was kind of a revolution because, generally speaking, waffles are a bit more complex. You have to mix up some sort of batter, uh, have a toaster iron, uh, fill it up, and cook it, and all that other stuff. Who has time for that sort of thing? just grab these and uh, throw them in your toaster when they pop up throw some butter and some uh, some uh, syrup of some sort preferably maple but who knows uh, and uh, you have a lovely a lovely breakfast of, uh, of, uh, of waffles made in your toaster And there's also toaster strudel right toaster strudel I remember being uh, I remember I used to get toaster strudel a lot. They're like little pastries with uh, some kind of fruity filling. You put them in the toaster the same way, but those you have to be a little more careful about because if you you put it on the the dark toast setting, you'll just burn those up. That's not good. Those have different needs. So um, you put it on more on the light setting, and when it pops up, then there's this little packet of uh, white frosting that you can squeeze out onto it. I remember I used to have those when I lived in Island, New Jersey in the 90s. And I may have had an actual toaster as opposed to a toaster oven back then. I I can't recall. I do have some videos of my kitchen from back then. I may be able to see if I had a toaster at the time, but those are good. And then I also remember uh, toaster hash browns, uh, hash browns that are designed just to be heated up in the toaster, and I remember getting those for a while, too. I don't know if those still exist. I think Orida, the brand, uh, has, uh, has toaster hash browns. I haven't checked in a while. And I do remember in the past there was, like, special appliances using the toaster method. There was one I could swear... It was a toaster but for hot dogs and they had these like circles on the top. You would drop the hot dog in vertically and then there was a section for the bun and you would push the plunger down th- and, and and when it popped up, you your hot dogs and your bun were all ready to go. Do you remember that? <laughs> Specialty uh, toasters for that type of thing, right? All sorts of invent- inventiveness going on with, with toasting. As a bit of a side note, I know that uh, the toasting of bagels – is a whole different matter, and I and I generally don't want my bagels toasted. But I have to say, my bagel eating has gone down a bit because, you know, I used to just get bagels with cream cheese, which is the classic way of having them. And I and I think that uh, right, a, a toasted bagel versus a non-toasted bagel, very different experience. But sometimes I think it, it can be called for. It depends what what you're in the mood for. As I became vegan about four years ago. Um, it's not that easy to find vegan cream cheese or anything out in the wild in various cafes or delis, so... I don't know, I kind of sort of gave up on the bagel concept. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, my greatest bagel days were... I don't think I did toast it, right? Did I toast the bagel? The, the pumpernickel bagel with uh, veggie cream cheese and uh, peanut butter... I'm trying to remember. I may have toasted it. They may have had a toast. I think they did have a, a top loading toaster there in the office. I'm sure I talked about it enough on the show back then that I I would have uh, given given the details. But listen, memories fade. Even memories of toast toasting toasting cycles. Toasting fade over time. Ooh, the bagel factor. Well, the thing with bagels is
0: you know, I was brought up on the real kettled bagels, where they kettled, the, and a real kettled bagel needs no toasting. Uh, it's tricky toasting a bagel, because it, it just—it's a different texture thing. It will turn into a rock a lot faster than a bread roll type of. Uh, so yeah, often you would decide not to toast it, but yeah, bagel with cream cheese nowadays. Uh, you toast it. You put the. You get the schmear on it, and uh, eat it while it's still hot. Because yeah, they, they, it will uh, congeal, harden, whatever you want to call it, into something perhaps a little different. Um, uh, 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 a, a couple, uh, boy, I didn't. Uh, we we got Frank. We are in for a frankathon. This is uh, more than twice the length it would appear of his normal central uh contribution but we're here and we're thrilled because and and more good news because i just took a peek in the inbox and and chad bowers has uh sent something in so uh we will be hearing from chad bowers and the incredible true facts of space mentality uh shortly well maybe not so shortly but before we part company so to speak that is if you listen to these shows in one go in the other case you will if you listen to the very end of the show where I will also tell you next week's topic and uh, how you can contribute because you will be so inspired by this amazing episode of the Overnightscape Central that you will not be able to resist joining us the next time. And uh, I am certain I will have another amazing topic, but uh, things that you used to... After Pop Tarts came out, they—I they remember when they were a new thing and very, uh, ooh, every the only the cool kids got Pop Tarts. I mean, now it's like there's 400 off brands, and yeah, nobody gets ex- But they made something called Danish Go Rounds that were not as successful. Uh, they were like more of a pastry and not like a little thin brick. And they were lighter and fluffier. And if I recall, they didn't last very long. They had a tendency to burn in the toaster. So, uh, yeah, but they had this great uh, uh, catchy jingle that uh, I still remember. You'll love New Kellogg's Danish go-rounds. I'm sure the ad is somewhere on YouTube, but. That will have to suffice for now because I am so excited here. We've got a ton of Frank. We've got Chad Bowers. And, uh, yeah, you have to put up with me driveling in between. But this is one of the most unique programs in the history of podcasting,
1: and we are there. But I do think some people frown upon the toasting of bagels. (coughs) But I remember I used to go to this place called the Mirage Cafe downstairs from where I currently work. And their toaster was this sort of industrial level toaster uh, where it had this sort of con- metal conveyor belt. And you'd put bread or t- or bagel in there, and it would sort of be moved through the conveyor belt and then drop down, right? So you could do a bunch. There could be this cons- constant toasting going on, right? right? Since you have to have a lot of orders, you don't have to wait for the toaster to pop up. It's this conveyor belt thing. I wonder if you can get that for the home if people really need a lot of toast. Could you get that kind of toaster at home? I don't know. Of course, as I've been researching toasters uh, or and toast, this other definition of toast and toasting and toaster comes up, which is a a toast. You know, you hold up your your glass, a toast, to, to for for so and so's birthday. Let's have a toast. You know, clinking the those tall flute champagne glasses. That's not the kind of toaster we're talking about, but that that does come up quite a bit. But of course, in terms of uh, Cartoon characters, uh, mascots, etc. Um, many things. Like, I, I know in a few years ago I, I did a, a, an overview of cactus characters, right? So there's actually quite a bunch of cactus characters out there. But in terms of toaster characters, um, actual characters in some sort of media as, as an advertising mascot or as a, um, you know, as a cartoon character, there aren't many toaster characters. Of course, there is one that... Uh, stands above all others, which is of course the Brave Little Toaster uh, which was a a feature length animated movie about these sort of living appliances and the star was this little toaster again he was that classic two slot toaster that went on adventures and apparently there was a sequel where he goes to Mars the Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars so I'm going to look this up a little bit more later but then there's also another toaster character um, that was uh an original advertising a mascot for Pop Tarts, right? The to- those toaster pastries. I don't think I got. I don't think I mentioned Pop Tarts yet. I knew you were probably waiting for me to mention Pop Tarts. Um, they're a more of a more of a uh, shelf stable, solid kind of uh, like the toaster strudels were. Like f- you keep in the freezer, but Pop Tarts are shelf stable, kind of hardened bread like substance with with usually with a frosted coating that you can heat up in a toaster. And again, those, you have to be very careful about the toasting cycle and how hot they get because those can get burned very easily. But Pop-Tarts, see, I for, You know, I didn't mention it when I was mentioning the stuff you can put in a toaster. Pop-Tarts, I would say, hugely popular, hugely successful, at least here in the United States. I don't know worldwide how, how important Pop-Tarts are, but um, they initially had an advertising character known as Milton the Toaster, who was kind of a cartoon toaster. But I think that... The brave little toaster's eyes are on the long side, I think, and the face is on the long side. But Milton the toaster's on the short side, so the uh, the little plunger thing you push down, that little handle thing, that's like his nose, right? Let me look at Milton the toaster. Give me a second here. Yeah, here it is. Uh, in fact, uh, they did a one of those uh, Funko Pops of Milton the toaster. Listen, if I was, I have never, I have resisted buying these Funko Pops little tchotchkes, these little dust collectors that are so popular, they're in every store every store that sells comic books will have a whole wall of these Funko Pops um, but yeah, so he is basically his nose is, is that red handle and he has two eyes and a mouth and it looks like these are very valuable now people are selling them for 50 will so just a little figurine, 50 bucks on on eBay, $66 on Walmart what? Milton the Toaster, $54. Wow. So this is actually pretty pretty valuable. Oh, look. Here's a commercial with Milton the Toaster. It looks like a, a live action where they're sort of superimposing the cartoon aspects. Let's see if we can play this. How does this work here? Google Fi. No! That's not a toaster.
2: Shut up.
3: Where you going, Susie? To spend the night at Kathy's. Bet you're excited. A little scared, too, Milton. I've never stepped away from home. That's only natural. I was nervous my first night here. Really? Sure. I didn't know if you'd like Kellogg's Pop-Tarts, but you did. Especially all that real fruit filling and delicious frosting. Milton, did you ever stay at a friend's house? Nope. Couldn't find an extension cord long enough.
1: <laughs>
3: There's a lot of good inside Kellogg's Pop-Tarts Toaster Pastries.
1: That's a pretty creepy ad. I mean, like he's definitely a kind of a creepy little character. Yeah, it's live action and the, those features are superimposed on, on uh, top of him. Another one
4: here, is this another one? A yeah. lot
3: of you moms
1: don't seventy five lot
3: of good inside Kellogg's Pop Tarts toast the pastries. There is. Sure. First of all, there are six Pop Tarts inside. Six? it's good and there's real fruit filling inside plus a tasty pastry crust hey that's good milton and six vitamins and iron well now that's very good you <laughs> see for snacks or as part of a good breakfast it's good to know there's a lot of good inside kellogg's pop-tarts
1: there's a lot of these ads. wow So let's move on to another toaster character the brave little toaster here is a trailer
3: time is gonna give you a trailer soul injection
1: an In ITC
3: they're the five spunkiest little characters you've ever met it's a possibility for years they've been waiting oh, you see? Is it him? I'm waiting. He loved us. That's right. For their master to come home. Master! We've been dumped, abandoned. We're not gonna give up hope. But now their waiting is over. We're going out to find him. What? We're gonna go out and find the master. Join a brave little toaster and his unusual pals on a magical journey. I'm ready. Through a world of mystery. Life! I see light. Fantasy. <laughs> Laughter.
5: I don't think I ever saw this
3: actually. <laughs> it's an exciting, strange, and <laughs> fantastic void where you'll see scary places. Hey, fellas, look! A whole lot of little creatures. Yay! A few odd contraptions. But I can't open a lap and a shave. Off. And some devices that are simply remarkable. Yeah. They're five plucky appliances determined to find their master no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Join an inquisitive radio. Well, what does that mean? A bright little lamp. I'm glad we don't have to do this every day. A snuggly blanket. Mm-hmm. A crotchety old vacuum cleaner. You're telling me. And a brave little toaster. Time to go. In a heartwarming story for the entire family. Plug into the adventure of the brave little toaster.
1: Yeah, I didn't really. That didn't really mean much to me growing up because it, it came out in 1987. Apparently, I was already like 19 years old when it came out. Apparently, so. Now, how about the brave little toaster goes to Mars? <laughs> what happened with that? Let's see. And, and what were the circumstances that the toaster goes to Mars? Uh, let's see. Let's see what this is all about. 1998, wow. Walt Disney. Home video. Now available. Available
3: to own on video cassette.
1: Video cassette one word. Get I, I, ready I to
3: like that. Where no appliance has gone before. Ready for blast off? Ready. Disney invites you back in a brand new movie coming to video May 1998. We're about to be boosted into hyperspace! The brave little toaster goes to Mars. Mars! It's the story of a daring rescue. It's up to us to see that no trouble comes to the little master. And this time, they'll have to make it home by breakfast. Are we there yet? Head it, boys! Discover the. they're
1: bringing a baby to, bring
3: to Mars? Loyalty with Lampy Kirby Radio, Blanky, and the Brave One himself. The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars, an all-new movie, landing only on video. May 19,
1: May 1998, wow, <clears throat> that's pretty wild. I don't think I've ever seen those movies. I kind of don't even want to see them, I don't know why, but as interested as I am in toasters... Um, I wonder if they any if if that was before or after they still made animation cells. Let me see. I'm gonna go on eBay and see uh, what's the most expensive Brave Little Toaster uh, items available. Let's see. A signed Brave Little Toaster production art cell, one thousand one hundred and ninety nine dollars. Wow. More signed cells, a thousand dollars. Wow. See, I don't know if they were. I think they were production production cells. Yeah. From the first movie, at least. Um, there's a, quite a bunch of them that you can get. And there's the original book. First edition of The Brave Little Toaster. Oh, it was a book first. And look, on the cover of the book, The Brave Little Toaster, the eyes and uh, were on the side, and uh, so it was more like Milton. And the first edition is going for $540? Wow, I'm telling you. And how about the first appearance of The Brave Little Toaster in... Fantasy and Science Fiction Magazine. What? $250? Yeah, I don't think so. So that's a bit much. Wow, look at that. First appearance of the popular short children's novel. in really, Fantasy and Science Fiction. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that. I'm learning a lot about toaster, char- toaster characters here. And look, you can even get a CD of the Brave Little Toaster soundtrack from 2004 for $60. Jeez. You know, I think this has got to be the kind of thing that if you were, if this was a thing that you saw when you were a child, it's going to be pretty uh, important for you, right? You need to have that exposure as a child in order to care about it. And what is this? A book called Strangeness from 1977 by uh, the author of Brave Little Toaster. Which one was the author, Thomas M. Dish or Charles Naylor? <laughs> it's very confusing. So this guy's whole life is based on his to- his toaster uh, creation. Nice. Oh, wow, there was a third movie, too. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, the Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue. Hmm. The soundtrack and... I don't, I don't know if anything's really happened since then.
5: What does this say here?
1: Hmm, interesting. See, I told you that this is a deep rabbit hole of toasters. All right, so a bit later now. Um, let's get into the Maillard effect. I, this is spelled M A I L L A R D. In the past, I've pronounced it mallard or mallard, but it is my yard. Um, apparently, in French, it would be pronounced myar, but in English, it's pronounced my yard. Like get out of my yard, my yard effect. It's named after some dude named my yard. Um, this is why you can't just sort of like take a piece of bread and put it in the microwave. Well, you could, and you would just get hot, soggy bread. It wouldn't be that lovely, crisp, uh, delicious toast. Uh, because uh, the Maillard effect here 's one article that says the Maillard effect uh, uh, sorry it 's called the Maillard reaction as well um, it 's complex it 's so complex in fact that only in the last it 's only in the last few years that scientists have begun to figure out what it actually is while they still don 't entirely understand they do know the basics. the Maillard reaction is many small simultaneous chemical reactions that occur when proteins and sugars in and on your food are transformed by heat, producing new flavors, aromas, and colors. Now, this article has a lot to do with, you know, cooking meat, like a steak or something, which is, of course, I'm not interested in that being a vegan. But um, anyway, that it, so it's, it's, we're specifically talking about bread and toasting, but it's it's a reaction that uh, is, is relevant to a lots of cooking. And I, I wasn't aware that science was not really quite understanding it. They don't understand it. Listen, science doesn't, science doesn't understand a lot of things. People think science understands everything. Here's what, uh, see, I thought it was an effect, but they keep calling it reaction, Maillard reaction. On Wikipedia it says it's a chemical reaction between amino acids and reducing sugars that gives brown food its distinctive flavor. Seared steaks, fried dumplings, cookies, and other kinds of biscuits, breads, toasted marshmallows, and many other foods undergo this reaction. It is named after French chemist uh, Louis Camille Maillard. And first described it in 1912. I mean, obviously it was happening before 1912, but no one knew what the heck was happening. They just thought it was—they just thought it was known as cooking. You're just cooking something, uh, but there is a lot of complex chemical stuff going on, and that's sort of what's going on when when, when you're toasting uh, bread. So, getting back to a uh, toaster characters, uh obviously not a toaster per se, but. Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy uh, needs to be mentioned, as he is a uh, Toast superhero type guy, and was uh, quite a standout in the, in those early uh, early Ren and Stimpy cartoons, right? For the sort of surreal strangeness of it all. Now let's join Ren Hoek at breakfast time. See, powdered toast. You don't need a toaster. See. What?
3: I'm all out of Powdered Toast! Calling Powdered Toast 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 Man. man. Come Come in. Please respond. Powdered Toast Man! man. Powdered Toast Man! Hello, fellas.
4: Out of Powdered Toast again? Leave everything to me.
3: Just look at those eyes light up.
2: Isn't he wonderful?
3: Why, he's toasterific. Just like powdered toast. Don't run out of powdered toast at your house. From Primo.
1: Yes. That was really big back then. Um. Of course, one recent uh, cultural trend was talking about avocado toast, which is a toast in which some kind of a mashed avo- avocado substance, not quite guacamole, is, is placed on top. And it was considered sort of very expensive. And, and they would always use it as like, oh, these millennials and they're They're avocado toast. What's the actual meme related to that? The avocado toast meme. What what is it? Uh, Let's see. Uh Avocado toast is a food featuring avocado fruit spread over bread. The term became a popular reference and in-joke for millennials after an article about millionaire Tim Gurner featuring a quote from him saying he got rich by saving and not spending money on frivolous things such as avocado toast. Since the article, millennials joke about their poverty by referencing all the avocado toast they have supposedly purchased. Yes, it's it's, it's, it's millennial humor. You know, I'm Gen X. I don't really... I'm not, I'm not into millennial humor per se, but I've heard of it. I had my own... I had my own... Uh, not powdered toast. My own avocado toast incident yesterday. Uh, as you, If you heard our 7-plus-hour extravaganza, weasels of nuclear... Ambition, uh, the Overnight Scape 1937. Um, we went to the Cheesecake Factory at Rockaway Mall. And, uh, you know, I start looking at the menu, and there's no, you know, some menus have a little V or VG for vegan. This one doesn't have that. So, of course, I have to look it up on my phone. And it's like, listen, one of the best vegan things you can get at the Cheesecake Factory is avocado toast and edamame. And so I'm like, well, that sounds like a good meal to me. I'm not even that hungry, so some avocado toast and some edamame will do the trick. I look at their menu. There's no avocado toast nor any uh, edamame, and there's no explanation. Uh, apparently, they removed both from their menu, and I would have thought there would have been outrage, not on the edamame side per se, but on the avocado toast side. It looks like it's gone. It looks like it's completely gone. I asked the, uh, the waitress, and she said... Uh, she was new, and she didn't really know the menu, but she didn't think they had avocado toast. So anyway, toaster-adjacent toaster, toaster uh, adjacent, uh, co- content here. Toast.
0: I, I, I feel almost left out of something. I have never had avocado toast, so I can't—I'll I'll have to look this up. I mean, it doesn't sound uh, inedible in any way, shape, or form. I've just never— had it uh avocado toast I, I, i've heard of it i heard taylor such things but uh, i can't say that i have actually uh and and yes uh before anything else if for some reason it passed your attention there is you weasel fans like me there is a huge weasel infusion Awaiting you on the overnightscape underground O N S U G dot com site. Uh, if you have not yet heard it or found it, find it because you know stuff can get buried in that giant onsug. And even if you're paying attention, you can um, uh, miss it and don't miss it because it's a. And, and you remember two, not one, uh, animated characters. I never. Would have uh, the, the forgotten hero Milton the Toaster, who was indeed—I don't have to go look—he was a real-life toaster that they just animated some eyes and a mouth, and they made the nose move. Yeah, that little, the thing you push down the handle, uh, the trigger. Yeah, pull the trigger. Oh, those old toasters, uh, stray toasters like Bill singovich did—that weird comic book thing that it started off like it was going to go somewhere but I never quite but very cool artwork I remember that I I wasn't even reading comics at the time and I didn't have the money for such things and somehow or other that became some weird obsession probably because it related to toasters more so than anything else because there is it's a magical thing the toaster thing. Uh, as we are fighting, powdered toast man. I mean, how could you possibly go wrong superhero-wise? Um, and, and, and have you ever been toasted? Uh, yeah, that was a term, I guess, uh, for having smoked too much marijuana. Uh, yeah, I, he, oh, he's toasted. Ooh. Or the cigarette brand, it's toasted. Was that Lucky Strikes? It was some... I think it was a filterless cigarette. Um, And it wasn't Tarryton. Tarryton had the charcoal filter. Can you imagine? (laughs) The things, you know, and and of course, Kent with that Micronite filter, which Micronite was asbestos. Yeah, thinking of your health. And I did see at least the first Brave Little Toaster. And I remember, I mean, it was for kids, but it was good uh, idle fun. I wouldn't say don't see it as those kind of things go. Uh, you know, it was like a Monsters Incorporated level thing for its time. There you go. That That's a good brief comparison. And uh, yeah, we'll hand it back to Frank here as, as he proceeds into
1: Toastland. So, of course, one of the biggest toaster related things is flying toasters, right? Toasters with wings that are flying, which... I think you know the idea of it is again all of the aspects of the toaster as this squat little unique object that everyone's familiar with, but you don't really think about that much. Give it wings, like you know, white angel or bird wings, and have it fly around. And um, I think where I first heard about it was in uh, After Dark, the screensaver collection from uh, Berkeley Systems. This uh, was an aspect of our computer culture screensavers uh, that was um very important and a, a big thing uh, to choose your screensaver get your screensaver the idea was that your computer monitor if you left it on for any length of time uh, you could burn it could burn in and i think this was a problem don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure it only related to cathode ray tubes right the nature of the cathode ray is there's a, a beam scanning across the backside of the glass there and it has some sort of material that glows when it's hit by an electron beam but if it's hit too many times it'll just sort of stay permanently on right? burn in as it's known and so computer monitors used to be cathode ray tubes and so in order to prevent uh, the screen from developing this, you needed to basically, you would either have to black out the entire screen, in which case you don't even know if the computer's on, or have a kind of a, a moving image, something that didn't stay on the same thing, and that's where screensavers came in, Came in where you can sort of see the computer's still on, but um, there's stuff moving around. It could be as simple as sort of, you know, the, the time, you know, what is the time right now, like 2.15, that's sort of bouncing around the screen or disappearing and appearing in another part of the screen. Uh, you know, to something like the flying toasters, which was just a bunch of flying toasters flying on the screen. And um, maybe it had to do with the fact that we don't use cathode ray tubes anymore, per se, and uh, we don't need it anymore. And then we could still use it, but it seems like people don't really use it. Like there's built-in screensavers on all computers, but the built-in ones kind of suck. And there's not really a big sense of Getting a screensaver and the After Dark uh, product, uh, which was a suite of screensavers, Seemed to have, van- have vanished. And on your phone, there's like um, there's a uh, you know a screen. There's an always on screen, but there's really no screensavers on a phone. You really don't need. You wouldn't. It would waste your battery to have a screensaver on the phone. Though, I do have um, a screensaver collection on the phone, just be- just for old times' sake. Let me see if I can find it. And I do think it has flying toasters, so I'm trying to look at it here. My phone is having some problems today. I don't know what's going on. It's, getting, it's acting a little funny. A bit funny, so I don't know what to say. Um, I think it's called X screensaver. Yes, the letter X and then screensaver, all one word. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I have Flying Toaster set as my current screensaver. I'm gonna start it now. So this is basically an open source screensaver that um some guy just put together. And this one, they're a little bit different. They have airplane wings and they shoot toast out. And um this this particular open source project is not available on Windows because the guy had a bad a bad experience with Microsoft once. But anyway, this is this is sort of a, a take on flying toasters. You know, the idea is I think some people really do want to have flying toasters come on when they when the screen goes off, you know. So this is this is this is an interpretation, it's not the same one for Berkeley Systems. Anyway, um it it became Berkeley's like kind of Berkeley systems kind of uh you know, their trademark, right? But as is usual in such things, they didn't come up with it, or did they? So uh, here's a there's a loss. They were sued. They were sued. Oh look, there's also a party band called the Flying Toasters. As if it's not complicated enough, let's hear some Flying Toasters. They're a party band, man. A non-stop party band experience.
3: They
1: look, they look like a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, let's see a tribute to After Dark. Look at this, mass work m-a-s-s-w-e-r-k-dot-a-t-slash-flyer, and you can just get Flying Toasters in your, in your browser. Great. Um, so in 1994, there was a lawsuit. Jefferson Airplane, the rock band, uh, suing Berkeley Systems. Um, let's see what it says. Uh, the Jefferson Airplane is a world-famous music, musical group that was at the center of the rock music scene of the late 60s and early 70s. In 1973, Jefferson Airplane released a record entitled 30 Seconds Over Winterland. The album features an illustration depicting a group of two slice 50s style rounded toasters with white wings and clocks flying in squadron formation across the sky. In 1989, the album was re released on compact disc with the same cover art. To date, about 500,000 copies of the record and compact disc have been sold worldwide now let me just take a look at this cover just to see (sighs) yes so it looks like Jefferson Airplane did originate this this concept I was not aware of it I did not see this cover but yes 30 seconds over winterland there are flying toasters they all have they're sort of trailing the power cords they have kind of pinkish wings a clocks on the side and then toast coming up these are undeniably flying toasters, and I don't know if anyone else came up with that before that, but... Afterthought Productions, Inc. is a California corporation responsible for managing most of the business affairs of the Jefferson Airplane. Anyway, they're just trying to establish... This is, like, actually from the lawsuit. Um, defendant Berkeley Systems creates and sells software for personal computers. In 1989, it introduced a screensaver computer product entitled After Dark. Screensaver prevents burn in damage to the user's monitor by displaying moving images during periods of inactivity. After Dark comes with a number of different display choices called modules. One such module called Flying Toasters shows a squadron of two slice fifty style rounded toasters with wings flying across a computer screen. The Flying Toasters module was introduced in nineteen ninety and it has become very popular in the computer industry. See. So they're are they're, they're suing them about this. So anyway, let's see what the <laughs> this is this is from a law database. But let's just see what the outcome was. I as I recall, I do think that Jefferson Airplane lost. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's hold on. Let me see. I'm telling you, there's so much about toasters. It's like this this endless. Uh, Endless, endless thing. I think we can find it here on the uh, the, the Wikipedia page for 30 Seconds Over Winterland. In 1989, uh, this, the lawsuit, right? The band's case was lost because Berkeley claimed no prior knowledge of the artwork, jacket, a cover artwork, had to be registered separately from the sound recording, and the judge noted the band had failed to trademark the cover art. So, you know, they... Did not trademark it. It may have been copyrighted, but, you know, that particular image is copyrighted. But the whole concept of flying toasters, I'm I'm assuming from what it says here, would need to be more of a trademark infringement. That is that people associate flying toasters with Jefferson Airplane and therefore Berkeley Systems was sort of um, hoping that fans of Jefferson Airplane would get their flying toaster fix with their software module. But, yeah, so they lost. They sued and lost. Listen, by the time they—I I don't think Jefferson Airplane or Star, or Jefferson Starship or Starship or whatever they were called were necessarily doing very well by 1990. They needed the money, I guess. I, I don't know. What the, what's wrong with it? it? It never looks good to be someone that initiates a, a frivolous lawsuit like this. It just never looks good. A lot of entertainers have done it, and, and you know, it just—it doesn't—it doesn't—, it doesn't uh, and it's always it's something I always remember about these people that they have these Metallica suing their fans for downloading their songs on Napster, Lady Mouskier suing Sega for one of their video games. You know, it's just it it, it really doesn't it, it really listen. I know they're enraged and they need to they want to sue, but it has an effect on their um their image moving forward. But then again, most people don't even know about. Jefferson Airplane or Berkeley Systems or any flying toasters, so they'll all be in oblivion at some point, except if you know the overnightscape, because I talk about this topic quite often. So, yeah, I mean, let me see. Maybe maybe a TV Tropes has more references to flying toasters. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What I accidentally wrote toadsters. Did, did anyone ever make a, a toadster? like a, a toad? A toad? Uh, 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 I guess it would be a toaster for toads to have little to have little tiny pieces of toast. No, no. I don't know. Talking about a TV tropes, um, they list a few to- toaster based ones. One is the bank toaster, right? So the idea was that at one point. Um, if you went to a bank as a, as a reward for opening a bank account You would get a free toaster And then people have referenced that And made fun of that ever since um, So it's called Bank Toaster And there's all these different examples of it Let's see David Letterman's top ten list From January 1990 Why is everything we're talking about from I guess 1990 was a big year in toasters Top ten signs that your bank is failing Number ten Wait, hold on Number ten, free handful of Cheetos with every new account. Number nine, they hand out calendars one month at a time. And number six, free giveaway toaster is made by GE. GE at the time, having been found guilty of defrauding the U.S. Department of Defense during the previous year. So he was biting the hand that feeds. He worked for NBC, which was owned by by, uh, GE. Free giveaway toaster made by GE. So yeah. I I had sort of forgotten that whole free giveaway toaster concept, but that's another big toaster concept. Anyone have one of those uh, free giveaway toasters? No? Maybe? Maybe? Um, Another big trope is projectile toast. As I mentioned... um, on TV toast always jumps out of the toaster this serves a variety of purposes from allowing a character to catch the toast while running by as they're late for school see that's a big thing right in a cartoon or anything like the toast pops out shoots into the air and you grab it as you're running out of the window because you're late uh, and also the uh, toaster modified into a weapon so there's a lot of cases of this like toaster guns where you're shooting the toast um, and the one that I recall specifically is uh, the the toaster gun from uh, junkyard pinball um, where you're, you're stuck in this supernatural junkyard run by, uh, the, like, I don't know, if there's devils and angels, and it's all weird. It's very weird. Um, but you have to construct all these objects to escape. Um, and there's a toaster gun that you can make that shoots toast out, and I think you use it to defeat this junkyard dog that's chasing this, this woman that just got out of the shower. You know that pinball game? You know that pinball game, please. Come on. Yes. So the toaster gun. And, of course, there's other kinds of toast. Uh, you know, there's French toast, which, what is that? That's where you make toast and you, you, you coat it in, like, in like uh, raw eggs and then, like, uh, what is that? And then you, you fry it up in a pan and put powdered sugar on it. Yeah, that's definitely not vegan. I think there is vegan French toast, but anyway... Um, But of course, something that's a bit more accessible is cinnamon toast, right? So it's essentially, you make toast, if I recall correctly, put butter on it, and then we used to make this at home all the time when I was growing up. You would have something called cinnamon sugar. So it was a a combination of sugar and cinnamon, and you would just sort of sprinkle it on there, and it was very delicious. Cinnamon toast. That's sort of perhaps the ultimate representation of toast. So you, you toasted the bread. You added the butter, and now you add cinnamon and sugar on top of it, and it becomes sort of all things. It's a breakfast. It's savory. It's sweet. It's everything. It's sort of a universal food, you know, if you want to say that. Um, that, of course, eventually led to a cereal called Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right, where the concept of toast is introduced to a breakfast cereal. And recently there's been a, a, a an explosion in the varieties of Cinnamon Toast Crunch-branded um, products, if I can try to find some here, um, as everyone loves cinnamon toast crunch, um, they have cinnamon toast crunch creamy cinnamon spread, right? Mini and cinnamon toast crunch uh, cereal bars, right? So you, you can have them portable. What if there's? I know there's other ones. I know they have cinnamon toast crunch, like popcorn, right? Yeah, cinnamon toast crunch pop, cinnamon toast crunch popcorn, right? A Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, candle that smells just like it. So Cine dust, Cinnamon Toast Trust Crunch CineDust. So now you can complete the, the cycle and actually use Cinnamon Toast Crunch branded cinnamon sugar to make actual cinnamon toast. I- I'm assuming. This is from BJ's Wholesale Club. So anyway, this has become—there's Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavored Swiss Miss hot chocolate. I mean, it's like this—it's this cash cow for—who uh, is it, General Mills, I think? Yeah. I mean, they have so many products uh, based on, on Cinnamon Toast Crunch now. Um, there's even Cinnamon Toast Crunch um, shoes, Crocs, that, that are completely branded with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, they're, they're, here, here's a uh, cinnamon—a uh, soft uh, bar that you can get sort of wrapped in plastic. Endless products of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And there's a Cinnamon Toast Crunch t-shirt, obviously—
0: yeah, uh I, I missed the bus on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. There was there was an incident. That there was the cinnamon toast incident. Young PQ River, that was one of the few things that I could you know, real easy to make in the toaster. And there was the time I that there was just too much cinnamon involved and to this day. I mean, I'm slowly now at whatever age I am, four million six hundred and seventy three years old. And I am just now eating cinnamon again in little bits and realizing that maybe it isn't such an awful thing. But yeah, there was this cinnamon toast incident in I don't know, but it I in some twilight time in the back of my head these little things happen and all of a sudden you're not eating cinnamon toast anymore this just the human condition is just so that and and how i deal with it especially that just the cinnamon incidents become these traumas that years later we work through on a podcast about toast uh, what more could illustrate pq river's experience of the human condition oh boy it, it it's a great life oh yes it is banks yes i remember you you'd open an ac- and they'd give you you'd open an account and they'd give you a toaster i mean these banks must have had the market cornered on toasters, even on their TV ads. I mean, they would look here, come with us. you get five percent interest and a toaster. Oh yes. It's remarkable the things that human something free. I guess is that, um, and the, the I love the flying toasters band comment. You should actually send that to them. Maybe they'll put that on their album. They look like a lot of fun. Boom! Next topic. <laughs> oh, that was that was a real, probably not even intentionally funny, but a real funny moment. And uh, yet yeah, there was, the, and there was the two hundred dollar handmade in the UK toaster that I coveted I that there were so many times I almost went and bought this thing at the mall in Providence Rhode Island there was this fancy high-end gourmet shop that I would wander through when I would go to that mall that was probably the last mall I regularly wandered through in the early 2000s and yeah, that toaster transfixed me. What really impressed me about it was there was part of it, it was like a cage, like wire cage that you would put your entire sandwich in, and it would go inside of this thing and be to- you would toast the entire sandwich and contents all at one time. It just... Oh man! Uh, to this day, uh, that I would like a toaster like that. Perhaps, yeah, I, sh- I should do toaster shopping with PQ River. That that could be coming up any minute now here on the Overnight Scape Central.
1: Um, really, I mean, it just it, it is a, it has become like a mat. Like, and here it is: Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, net, um, uh, coffee creamer, <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh cake mix i mean i'm not even kidding it's like it keeps going it all started with a lowly piece of toast and there's a yet a different cinnamon toast crunch candle if you if you you can't get away from that smell for more than a few minutes you need to yeah use that uh, yeah cinnamon toast crunch remix chocolate caramel snack bars okay i i didn't even look this up before there's so many products Cinnamon Toast Crunch play yogurt with actual Cinnamon Toast Crunch pieces you can dump into the yogurt. This is more than I would have expected. Here is a Cinnamon Toast Crunch meme pillow where they make fun of it calling it Cinnamon Shrimp Toast Crunch, showing shrimp superimposed on it. I'm sure that was someone's idea of a clever thing, but you're supposed to change the, the artwork a little bit, no? Cinnamon Shrimp? I mean, I don't know what they're talking about. Here's Cinematose Betty Crocker, Cinnamon Crunch, CineDust Frosting. So it's fr- you can frost your cake with that. The other thing was, was cake mix. It, it doesn't end. There's another remix, Cinnamon Crunch Bars with Vanilla. Unbelievable. An unbelievable amount of products. Any more? I'm like, I can't believe there's more and more. The treats, the popcorns, the candles. Yet a different candle. So many different candles. The spread. I think we had the spread, kind of like Nutella, right? And someone is selling a very rare, huge, curled piece of Cinematose Crunch for one thousand dollars. Yeah, good luck with that. And yet, a different Cinematose Crunch pair of shoes. It's and here is a uh, what is it, The French version, Croque Canal. That's what they call it, Croque Canal. Yikes! More shirts. Oh, look. Here's a cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Lucky Charms mixed together in one. More shoes. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Someone did find shrimp in Cinnamon Toast Crunch once. Yes, I remember that now. So that, that was the basis of that joke. It wasn't just random. Uh, and here's Cinnamon Toast Crunch Pokemon cards that were, I guess came free in the box. I remember that shrimp, the shrimp controversy, yeah. So Dulce de Leche Toast Crunch, Cinnagram Toast Crunch, Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch, Apple Pie Toast Crunch. I mean, this whole business is based on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, and yet another candle that is Cinnamon Toast Crunch scented. I know the topic today is not Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it's like it's hard to get away as I'm scrolling through here. Instead of coming up with new ideas for products, you just make everything is, is Cinnamon Toast Crunch related. Let's, let's close this page. I, no more. No mas. No mas. Please. Wow. That was wild. Of course, uh, talking about the dangers of toasters, it's not just sticking the fork in and lighting up with electrical lights like a cartoon character. Uh, obviously, if for some reason you had, uh, you're you taking a bath and you had a toaster next to you, like if you're toasting bread in the bath, probably not a good idea because if it falls in, it's directly connected to, to the electrical system and you will get electrocuted and die. So this is something that people have used in fiction and stuff. Recently, the TV show Goliath, starring Billy Bob Thornton, um, there were two characters. I think they were brother and sister, but they were sort of incestuous or something. And uh, it was the last season of... Or, no, it was actually the penultimate season of Goliath. <laughs> and uh, they would sort of make toast with a plugged-in toaster, I guess as sort of like a a kinky thing. But they would actually make toast with the toaster in in the bathtub, and I guess they were getting turned on by it. And at one point the guy, like, dumps it in, but it wasn't plugged in, so she thought she was going to get killed. Yeah, it's a whole thing. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. I had mentioned uh, this one uh, on the previous episode, no, not this, Uh, uh, enough enough of Game of Thrones, please. They don't even have toasters. They're, They're not advanced enough. We
6: have another used car story now, a story about new life for an old car, a car that was the butt of jokes during its brief existence, but it also got some laughs at the Los Angeles Auto Show, where ABC's Brian Rooney reports it took on new shapes.
4: They're shiny, clean, and they have curves you've never seen. Every new car is a
7: promise, and every old car a disappointment. But none so. disappointing yeah, this is actually as
1: an amazing project. Was this from
7: Yugoslavia?
1: Sold for. Five this is, years. is from 2016, or maybe it was from 97. I'm sorry, it was posted in 2016. To take the car
3: and give it a new life, other than the one it was intended to have. In other words, take. So,
1: if you want to look this up, it's called Yugo Art Exhibition hyphen 1997. So, they took full-sized Yugos, which were small cars. That were, as they mentioned, a kind of a failure in the U.S. market, and I'm assuming the world market, and making them into these full-sized, amazing things like a giant telephone. Like this is a really big art project, and one of them was a toaster. Make a bad design and make a good design out of it.
5: There it is. You go into a giant toaster, a Zippo lighter, a telephone. The Hugo
6: accordion makes music as beautiful.
5: (laughs) That
1: was the that was the toaster content there, (laughs) but a lot of really impressive uh, art exhibit. That's the kind of art I like. Turning yugos into other things, <coughs> including toasters. That was a good one. I, know, I remember there was a um, a project. I have to. I, I just remembered this because it wasn't on my list of extensive toaster notes. There was a guy who wanted to make a toaster from scratch, and it was it was kind of an art project or whatever. Um, but he chose a toaster because it seemed to be a simple uh, technology. But he was saying basically like. From scratch, that is everything you have to personally get from nature. So he had to, he had to dig up like iron ore, right, and had to like figure out how to smelt smelt it and and like create the metal parts of it. And you see what I'm saying? Um, is this it? How I built a toast? Oh, it's like a TED Talk. Okay, this 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 was his a foot in the door to the TED Talk world. How to build? Oh, my God. All this advertising, please. Stop. It takes an entire civilization to build a toaster.
6: If we look around us... God! Okay.
1: Sorry. I'm getting annoyed by this. Designer Thomas Thwaites found out the hard way by attempting to build one from scratch, mining ore for steel, deriving plastic from oil, and frankly, amazing, he got as far as he got. So he made some progress. Apparently he didn't...
6: Let's see what he has to say here. Much kind of started life as... Various rocks and sludge buried in the ground in various places in the world, um, but of course they don't look like rocks and sludge now they right. look
1: like we get the idea this is, that was an interesting project't I, I don't think it worked, but anyway, he chose a toaster to make and uh, you know if you, if you were into toasters a lot, not to say that I am, but <laughs> today I am there's a certain, there is a character on your keyboard that could be used to represent toasters, which is the equal sign, right? You could use the equal sign because it has those two – it's like the two toaster slots. So instead of using – now, is there an emoji of a toaster? I want to check that. But, but an equal sign, right, sort of can represent a toaster. Or maybe like a bracket equals bracket. Yeah, yeah. That's like a toaster. Look at that. Hey. All right, let me see if there's a toaster emoji. Let's see. I wonder if it's even on the list. I mean uh, – is there a toaster emoji? Apparently, apparently they, they do exist in some way. Really? Wait a second. No, these are uh, custom emoji. Anyway, um, how about emoticons? That they've been very. Uh, they've taken a backseat to emoji, but emoticons were cool. That's where you just use regular characters to build things. Mm, no, no, toast emoticon. Toaster oven emojis. Listen. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about uh, with toasters. How about the most expensive toaster ever? Or currently. There's a YouTube video here. Review. Re- oh my Shoot. god, shut Creatured
2: up. In Real Simple Magazine, I knew I had shut to try up. It. The slices taste incredible. Shut up.
1: A chef reviews the world's most expensive toaster. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Sorted
3: Food. This is the Mitsubishi T O S T one T toaster, said to be the most expensive in the world. Right, so here's
2: the thing: it cooks one slice of toast at a time, and it costs over three hundred
3: pounds. So why wouldn't we get a professional chef here to review it? I can't wait. Neither of us.
1: Have- Let, let's skip ahead.
2: With,
1: but it's baked it refreshed it. You know, people on these videos are kind of.
2: The outside do you ever notice people on these videos
1: are kind of annoying? <laughs> Hold on, let me just do some independent research on this. This very expensive, t- and it does one one slice at a time. Let's see how much it really is here. Two hundred ninety-five dollars. Okay. Mitsubishi Tost1T retro brown with wood grain. Wow. That looks really cool. Any reviews? I mean, if you're gonna toast, um, you may as well toast well. Homage to Japanese engineering. Great toaster. All five-star reviews. The hype is real. The toaster. This toaster controls my life. <laughs> I did not think I could create heavenly food in my kitchen. Good food, yes, but this toast has become my life. Friends now knock on doors to have this toast. I apparently keep my local bakery in business going through one to two loaves a day per person. Wow. People love this toaster. It does look pretty amazing. Ooh, who could? It- so one thing I think I mentioned was that I, I saw this video a long time ago about someone really examining this old toaster. That was almost like the perfect toaster, and they're saying it was invented in. Uh, it was released in 1949. Um. A sun, The Sunbeam Radiant Control Toaster. And uh, there was some issue, like, newer toasters don't do the same thing. It uses, like, a, a cheap electronics, this and that, and the other thing. Um, but this was considered, like, the perfect toaster. Let's see if this is the video I saw. Because it really left an impression on me. The, the, the idea of it's sort of the overarching concept of how technology is degrading over, over time. Hands-free toast. The antique toaster that's better than yours. Yeah, it's this one. Yeah, this guy.
2: That's your toaster. This is a Sunbeam Radiant...
1: Hold on, hold on. Let's start from the beginning.
2: By the time this video is over, you're gonna be mad at your toaster. This is a Sunbeam Radiant Control toaster. It's pretty old. One might say, quite old. This particular toaster was most likely made in the early 1960s, but its design goes back at least to 1948. But don't let its age fool you. In most respects, this chrome contraption is light years ahead of your toaster. Unless you have one of these in your kitchen, you've never known true toasting luxury. Let me show you what I mean. To use this modern fancy pants toaster, you must first place your bread into the slots, then firmly press down on this lever. Then you must wait. Once the timer reaches zero, your toast is thrust upward with passionate fury, and you may now enjoy your toast. Now, to use this practically antique toaster, you begin by inserting your bread slices into the slots, and then... It what?
1: It goes down automatically.
2: The bread. It just went down on its own. What madness is this? Oh, but this is an old-fashioned toaster. It doesn't have that digital display to warn me that the toast is gonna pop up. Wait, did it just shut off?
1: Whoa, it's coming up slowly. Look at this. What is happening? The toast comes up slowly. Now, if
2: you're like me, you're not just flabbergasted by this toaster's effortless, silent, and fluid operation. You're also mad at how clunky and obnoxious this much, much newer toaster is. Let's go for another round of toast. Literally, the only thing you have to do with this toaster, assuming you've set the darkness where you want it... I am
1: angry. Is I am angry. Because it, it, is, it is one of those examples of how uh, technologies, you know, they... It was like the perfect technology, and I guess it was a little too expensive, so they started making, making crap, and people didn't know any better. I know I didn't. I didn't have that kind of toaster. I want, a, I want a toaster like that. Damn it. All right. This video that was just playing is CBS News Sunday morning gathering of the toaster collectors now. I Sounds wow. like
5: it's time for 60 minutes. But it's not. It's Sunday morning. Have a piece of toast.
1: Wait a minute. Is that is that Andy Rooney? It, wow. I don't know. It sounds like him. Maybe not. I don't
5: know. Toaster collectors convention.
1: Wow. This is a place to be on this episode. Sprite automatic toaster. What?
5: They call it Octoaster Toaster Fest. Whoever
2: thought toasters would go this far. A lot of people. You know. You collect what?
3: There's some beautiful craftsmanship in some of them toasters. I call them monuments to the breakfast table, basically.
6: This, to- this toast right here would really clean up nicely.
5: Ken Huggins is a major collector. This is just part of his... Damn,
1: this whole room is full of toasters.
6: Who knew toasters could look so good? This is the first uh, American-produced uh, toaster we call it a percher. Is this from answer.
1: 2011, it looks like?
6: Many
5: are antiques dating from the dawn of electric toasting. Around 1908.
6: And while this
1: thing yeah, is that's a good piece of information.
6: Not, you have to pick the piece of bread up and turn it over the other way, which is a could be disastrous. There must so maybe, be a trick to there's it. There's got to be a trick to it. You have to be fat. <laughs> From perchers to pinchers. One of the ideas that was really a breakthrough in, in toasters was being able to turn a piece of toast. Oh, wow, that's
1: cool. It's like flips over by itself. Wow.
6: Swingers the oh. Toast in the basket and turn the frame And as a result
5: <laughs> Wow, because it, it, it
1: only had one seven seven side seven. of heating
6: The toaster mirroring
5: The cultural and design history Of the 20th century
6: And with the advent of interest In club sandwiches you begin to see A toaster that would toast three slices of bread
5: The quest To build a better toaster Attracted some of our greatest minds Like the guy who invented The light bulb no,
1: this is Bill Geist. I don't know who that is. Um, it's not. It's not uh, Andy Rooney. No,
6: I was mistaken. Uh, basically, the items that Edison made are called Evercraft, and they're very extremely well made, very durable sort of thing.
5: And when sliced and bread it, was it, invented in the twenties, toast took off, popping up, dropping down, up. and spilling out the sides.
1: Wow, a toaster where it pops out the bottom—that's pretty groovy.
5: It just kicks out on the side. Toasters came into the modern age and offered a glimpse of the
6: toast of tomorrow. This is a Magamix. It's an infrared toaster. Just in case you're going on a trip, this is a travel toaster. And wow. So you plug this into your cigarette lighter. We have a toaster that has an FM radio with it. The
1: car toasting the is great. The house's
5: entire collection of more than 1,100 toasters Ken had to construct an outbuilding. What about more toasters. But, uh, yeah. Are you trying to cut back?
6: Uh, yes, you can accumulate things you don't need if you're but, not careful.
5: But it's not, it's not working, is it? No, cutting uh, back. No, not, not real well. <laughs> <laughs> Ken and his wife Cordelia hosted this year's convention in Columbia, South Carolina, with toaster collectors arriving from throughout the country, happy to be among their own kind. It's amazing, just amazing. This one here is. It drives me crazy. Were you surprised that there were other people out there collecting toasters?
1: Look, people had old digital cameras back in 2011 taking pictures of toasters.
5: Pleasantly. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't feel like you had some affliction. Feel better about
6: your disorder. <laughs> yes.
5: He'd no. Ken is a psychiatrist.
1: They're in a, like a hotel space At convention,
5: now. Imagine, I was surprised to see hundreds of toasters, but no toast. Yeah, we can make toast. I've got some. Brought my bread. Okay. Jim Barker fired up a 1923 model.
6: Now these will take about uh, about 40 seconds a side. This is the toaster vulture group. We're after the bread, chill.
5: Most conventioners were there to buy and sell. This toaster is brand new. There'd been a feeding frenzy when Jim arrived with cardboard boxes full of rare toaster treasures.
6: We got the string tag, the instruction card, the instructions how to use the toaster in the Saturday Evening
5: Post ad. Amidst all the wheeling and dealing, <laughs> everyone's handing twenty
1: dollar bills to each other. A
5: quick buff, and uh, oh, the auction! It's pretty. I mean, it's it's protected. It lays a little finish on it, you and know. And awards. Thank you, thank you. Some collectors went home with. That
1: guy has a T-shirt that says, "Yeah, toast." So
5: okay. bought Yes, I bought this. It's. Uh, Richard Larison went home light. with this jewel box toaster to add to the one thousand he already has at his small appliance museum in Missouri. So, so uh, what'd you have
3: to bid to get
1: that? Fifteen hundred dollars. What? I wow. It was
3: a steal with that price. <laughs> I paid five thousand dollars for toasters. <laughs> and they said, why would you do it? I said, show me another one. How do you put a price on one-of-a-kind toaster? It's the only one like it in the whole world.
5: You look at them as artwork? Absolutely. Art that makes breakfast. Try asking Mona Lisa to get off her butt for the first time in 500 years and make you a piece of toast.
1: Good report. I think I think I would have been very happy if I had been watching that show in the morning and the toast uh, situation came on. It would be uh, rather entertaining, definitely. Def, def, definitely speaking. That was a good report. So uh, when I mentioned to Brian uh, yesterday about the toast, he says, what about the bread toasting knife? Turns out it's from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It was a... Uh, <clears throat> a an item shown in the 2005 film Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay, so it was like a little it was like it was like a, a laser knife that as you cut the bread it made it into toast, but I don't know if it's real though. But here's a here is one where there is a superheated knife that can make toast as you cut it. Interesting. See, people are constantly trying to improve <laughs>
4: Now, today is a very important invention show, because it is the first one where the idea has come from you, the subscriber viewer.
1: Okay, I, unfortunately, a lot of the toast related videos have in, insufferable hosts, so I'm going to stop that one right there. Here's something I found. Oh, no, the item's not available anymore. It is a flying toaster's tie, uh, originally from Urban Outfitters, and it's... Damn, I, I, they're really tempting uh, fate. someone's got someone with flying toasters, the band, the Berkeley, the, 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 uh, the other band, right? The flying toasters are a band, and Jefferson Airplane. This is a cool red tie with little tiny flying toasters on it. I would love to have that. That's a very cool tie. It's from urban outfitters originally. Wow. Let's see if it's available anywhere else. Flying. Oh, there's multiple flying toasters ties. Look at this. There's a lot of flying toasters ties. Wow. But this one is more subtle. It's some of them are very big and gaudy with giant, you know, images and stuff. But the, the the one with that's red and from a distance you wouldn't even know it's flying toasters. And oh, it's out of stock. Wow, this is a tough one. It's a tough one. I do want a flying toaster tie, but it's not high. I wouldn't say it's going to be high on my list of priorities though. In the, in, the scheme, in the scheme of things, I think I think I would have to put that lower on the list of priorities. But If I ever saw one in the wild, like in a store, I might want to buy it. And uh, as I mentioned last time on The Young Ones, the classic British TV comedy, Series 2, Episode 3, Nasty, they're trying to get a, vid- a videotape recorder working, but of course they were using the instructions for a toaster. Look, don't spread it around, all right, but I know this guy.
3: What, you borrowed it up here? Yeah, more or less. There's a free offer down at the TV rental shop where you can get one on trial for the night. Yeah, yeah, so I sort of slid down there and I had a word with the guy. Slid back, got his birth certificate to prove his age? Yeah, of course, my signature. And Bob's your auntie's living lover. Except do they've given us a dud! Given us a dud? Give me Yes.
2: Right, Vivian, this is for a toaster. <laughs>
1: Here's another one Brian mentioned to me from Rick and Morty. He said one of the guys that worked on Rick and Morty did Pop-Tarts commercials, but I I couldn't find any information on that. But here's Rick and Morty. Um, And Rick's trying to convince Morty they're in another dimension. And then there's a Pop-Tart living in a toaster house who has a toaster car.
7: The time, Rick! Ah, I don't want to hear about Mrs. Spencer, Morty!
4: She's an idiot! All right, all right, there. What, What about that, Morty? Okay, okay, you got me on that one. Oh, really, Morty? Are you sure? You haven't seen that somewhere in real life before? No, no, I haven't seen that. I mean, why would a Pop-Tart want to live inside a toaster, Rick? I mean, that, that would be, like, the scariest place for them to live. You know what I mean? You're missing the point, Morty. Why would he drive a smaller toaster with wheels? I mean, does your car look like a smaller version of your house? So, that one. Oh, really, Morty? So, okay, okay. So it's like,
1: uh... The house is like a toaster, and then the garage is a toaster oven, and the car is like another toaster. So that's how that works. So toaster references. On Rick oh, and Morty.
4: Morty. Are you sure you haven't seen?
1: So I remember years ago the Bob and Ray little skit where they they have a business called the House of Toast, which I guess was kind of a um, a riff on the House of Pancakes, kind of making fun of how toast is kind of boring, right? And I always remembered that one. And uh, I think my father was a Bob and Ray fan. We used to listen to it on the radio when they used to be on, at some point, like replays or something. Or maybe they were still on like in the 70s or 80s at some level. Anyway, I remember in New York City, they they opened a chain (coughs) of delis called Toast. And I thought it would be a place where you can get like just toast, like actual gourmet toast. But it was just called Toast. It was your typical deli. But here's the original skit about the House of Toast. Say, if you're
3: driving in the country this weekend and get hungry, look for a Bob and Ray House of Toast. You'll find convenient, friendly, ordinary houses of toast.
1: I guess the audience was already familiar with this con- this uh, comedy concept.
3: Located all over the tri-state area. All kinds of toast. White, whole wheat, wheat, rye, nickel, And toasted, light, medium, or heavy. And buttered to suit you on the near or far side. And with your toast, be sure to order a Bob and Ray thick shake. This week's flavor, (laughs) prune.
1: That really is a different era of comedy because, I mean, like, something like A House of Toast would be something that might even happen these days, you you know, especially with the popularity of avocado toast. But at the time, I guess some people just had never thought of it. Like, what, you know, A House of Toast. The, you know, just the comedy of taking something... Making a variation of something that's unexpected. But it's good, though, you know. Now, of course, uh, Bob Elliott had uh, a lot of comedy power in his DNA. His, uh, his son, Chris Elliott, really big comedy star, especially on The David Letterman Show and his TV show, Get a Life. And uh, his granddaughter, Chris Elliott's daughter, Abby Elliott... Um, was on Saturday Night Live. I'm not sure what kind of an impact she made. She made. I think she's off now, but what did, what did Ray Goulding do? Did, did he produce any comedy geniuses? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up right now because we're talking about toasters today, not, not Bob and Ray. And, of course, we come to toaster-related toys. Uh, one big one I found, of course, is a, a Hot Wheels design, a little toy car. Um, the Roller Toaster, uh, you know, clearly a variation of Roller Coaster, and it's in the fast foody line of, of vehicles. And uh, it's, it's a car that has, looks like a toaster, kind of like the one from Rick and Morty. And there's t- pieces of toast in it. <clears throat> and there's a bunch of different color variations or colorways, as they're known. There's a purple, a light blue, black. None of them see, seem particularly expensive. <coughs> there's a lot of different variations, though. Oh, here's a red one. Wow. Whoa, the chrome one? See, there's a lot. You, you, you could just collect roller toasters. That'd just, that would be a big uh, th- way, thing to collect. What are the other ones in the food range? Buns of steel. <laughs> <What> the hell? <coughs> there's like a hamburger car, a hot dog car. Uh, No, the other ones aren't food related. All right, well, you know, whatever. The 50th anniversary roller toaster. Wow. This one is purple and chrome. A lot of roller toasters out there. I mean, let's see. Is there like a roller toaster, like, is there like a Hot Wheels Wikipedia? Of course there is. Of course there is. Let's check it out. Hmm. Really? 2017 is when they started it? That doesn't seem right. The Roller Toaster is a Hot Wheels original model designed by Ryu Asada. Ryu tells the All Access blog on the Hot Wheels YouTube channel that he got the idea for this model from the 24 Hours of, Le- of Lemons in his mind, a play on the 24 Hours of Le Mans* race. He imagined race car drivers getting their car from the junkyard and adding wings and pigtails. He thought about something he would like to see on a car. After seeing a toaster he thought, hmm, what if I put the wheels on a toaster? When the wing is pressed down, the bread drops down in the toaster. When releasing the wing, the toasted bread pops up. Really? So it's only a few years old? I, I, Wow. How are there so many variations of it then? So let's see. The original card, it was born in 2017 in El Segundo, designed by Hot Wheels, and it says, uh, you never know what you will see at the 24-hour endurance race, and the roller toaster is not out of place. For one crazy weekend, Of road racing, the comedic van slices up the track, burning the rubber and the road. Wow. And look, there's even a gold one. Wow, that's weird. I could have, I would have sworn it was something from like the 80s or something. But we're learning a lot about toasters today, perhaps more than we've ever learned about toasters before. So uh, I was wondering, you know, like sort of, Toasters? or they use on other things like coins or paper money. And there's a website uh, called numista.com, N-U-M-I-S-T-A.com, where I've previously found, uh, you know, how many uh, coins use cheese, and there's a lot of coins that have cheese on them. But uh, apparently nothing, no toast or toasters on any coins or paper money around the world, at least according to this website. I think that's a lost opportunity. Who wouldn't love to get a handful of change and see maybe a little toaster on see the dime has been the same for so many years why not, why not put a little toaster on it the toaster dime you know i think it'd be i think a toaster is such a universal symbol and i think people would really like it i do anyway and i'm looking at emoji here real official ones it does not appear that toasters have been added yet um, More toast, but how about bread? (laughs) There must be a bread emoji. This is the official. Yes, there are a number of bread emojis. But let me see if we can find if there was a rejected emoji, um, a toaster. Hmm. Hmm. So, there is, a, uh, on change.org, there is a petition to get a toaster emoji on Android and iOS. When, when was this started? I, let me just see. Two, two years ago, wow. Rin Brisk started this petition. With the toaster emoji now added onto your favorite company's devices, will you, be able, will you be able to show our love and affection by spamming toaster emojis to family and friends to signify a toaster being chucked at their head? It sadly won't hurt them physically, but it gets the word across of you wanting to hurt your loved ones. What? That's very negative. I don't know what that even means. We need this emoji added. It will change everything in a good way. They have gotten 200 signatures uh, and two comments. I need a toaster emoji and toaster rights. But this is showing a toaster with only one slot, so that's really not... This rin brisk is not really... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're saying companies devices have they have listen this is completely not making any sense i'm sorry sorry now in my chat experience i
0: i would almost swear that pal talk has a toaster emoji and yahoo chat used to but i could be wrong that this these could be and and i don't care what anything with just one slot uh, yeah, yep. That's that's symbolizing maybe something other than a toaster, but using a toaster as a motif somehow in my mind. Uh, yeah, that, uh, and I that could label me as a, uh, a perverse sort of person, but uh, I have to be honest with my uh, with with you because. Uh, that's how this thing operates we are definitely and uh, and I, 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 a couple of confessions that only have their connection with Toast is that they're, Frank talked about them on this Toast show um, Rick and Morty I still have yet to watch. I mean, I've seen clips. I know what they look like. Uh, it sort of reminds me of Back to the Future, uh, Michael J. Fox and the other guy. I, I'm assuming that's what the trope is, but I've never seen it. Uh, it. It could be interesting. I just, it, it like Breaking Bad. I just recently. I'm. In the middle, almost at the end of the last season, finally, but that's something, yeah, I was going to watch eventually. And uh, sometimes eventually does come, remarkably enough. And Bob and Ray, uh, they are just, to me, some of the funniest stuff that there ever was. And uh, when I was doing the regular show, the Quake Reversal Satellite, uh, often, they would be uh, uh, scattered into the uh, programming to spice things up, even though I didn't own the copyright and, or anything like that. And luckily, uh, whoever his estate is, is uh, apparently very lenient in that way. And even then, I don't think anybody very much under 35 years of age would have any idea who Bob and Ray yeah well that's one of the things that happened and uh yeah frank still got more let's keep going here this is just rich and creamy and once again i say it there's nothing like the overnight scape central
1: Hmm. it's getting confusing because it looks like on line you can buy for 99 cents a toast toaster emoji but they're more like toaster cartoon characters Seen from the side, so we don't even, we don't even see how many slots they have. Mm. Yeah, it's not that's not gonna work. Emoji graph, a toaster emoji search. No, bread is as close as you can get. You know, I wish someone made a more a more serious petition to have a toaster emoji. That one seemed like we're you gonna throw toasters at people's heads? That's very violent. It's not a good way. Listen, do you know if 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 if, if you want to uh attract what? If you want to uh have, what was that phrase? Use like honey to attract flies, or something. There's some sort of phrase that you should try to do things in a nice way if you want to get it done. Not like tell people to throw throw things at people's heads. Please. Of course, um, I used to really be into rement, which is uh, sort of miniature foods you get from Japan, and they had the uh, the toast mascot selection. I remember I bought one. I actually may I think I bought that over at the Japanese mall in Edgewater, and. Um, Toast mascot. I wonder what episode I talked about that on. And you can hang it from your phone. I think I got some buttered toast. I, I could swear I talked about this. Hold hold on, let me find it. Yeah. Looks like I talked about it on the Overnightscape 1351 road trip from December thirty first, twenty sixteen. Um Yeah. So there you go. Now how about talking about toasters on what if we load up? The Onsug, right? The the book. And how often I've talked about toasters, uh, or has anyone talked mentioned toasters in all the show notes, right? This could be a real, real interesting way of looking at it. Have we talked about toasters a lot? Because I, I don't remember specifically. Sometimes I listen to my real old shows, I don't even remember recording it. That's rather frightening, don't you think? I do. All right, it's loading up here in the future we're gonna have computers that will just load files instantly. I would have thought that would be something that, that would have become a thing by two thousand twenty two. You know what I mean? Instead of having to sit and wait like what is it doing right now? It's loading the file. Just just show it immediately. Don't they have the technology? Apparently not. Alright, let's search for a toaster here. There's room for improvement in our technology of these days. Okay, well, chainsaws and toasters. We're getting... To that That's sort of the, the, finale, the grand finale of this discussion. Into Your Head Show 724 Toaster Insurance Pride. That's Neil from Ireland uh, from uh, around 12... Uh, December 11th, 2013. Brian Jude, yes. The Brian Jude Show number 31 Cellular Toaster Special. That's from uh, May 10th, 2010. Yeah, the... Uh, I, I had totally forgotten about this. A big toaster connection. Brian Jude... One-time OnSug host who has moved on, though he did pop in for an exit ramp in 2020, so I have to give him credit. Um, he had a college radio show here in New Jersey somewhere called The Cellular Toaster Show. So he was he was in a toaster before any of us. There's also uh, episode 57, The Cellular Toaster WMSC-FM t- alumni takeover in 2011. He took over the airwaves on, uh, during alumni uh, t- and, and, and rebooted The Cellular Toaster uh, radio show. Let's see. Overnight Skate 460, Toaster Oven Ticking Noises, 481. I talked about Toasters, uh, The Lincoln Tunnel with Flaming Snakes, Toasters, Wrestlers, etc. Oh, Billboards by The Lincoln Tunnel Flaming Snakes, Toasters, Wrestlers, etc. Okay, I don't remember that at all. On 628, we did uh, Nature's Path, Organic Frosted Toaster Pastries, Blueberry. Toaster Over Mishap, what? Yes, yes. And I, I actually, this I talked about this on 628 back in 2007, that uh, these, these girls in college at Drew University were witches, and um, they got more than they bargained for when they cast a spell on a Pop-Tart, and apparently it was flying around the dorm and, and like, broke a bunch of windows. And they got in real trouble for that, and uh, I never got the full story on it. You know, I mean, you you'd think it's probably not real magic. Probably someone was just you know messing around but they said that they that they you know used magic to anim- animate a Pop-Tart and it was flying around and smashed everything those witches those witches that, witchcraft in the 80s very dangerous alright so I can cross the Pop-Tart witchcraft uh, note off my list of toaster research what else do we have here let's see see it's, there's so many angles of research for toasters and we're doing them all or some of them uh, let's see 644 talked about the brave, brave little toaster and look at this, another thing on my list. Uh, wow, it's so strange. 740, The interv- which one has the interview with Andy Kaufman. I talked about the video toaster, which is on my list. Let's talk about the video toaster. This is kind of uh, ironic in a way because people calling a crappy computer a toaster, well, the, to- the video toaster was anything but crappy. It was, uh, let's maybe, I'll read you what it is. It came out in 1990. Why, why, why so much 1990-ness and with, with toasters? The NewTek Video Toaster is a combination of hardware and software for the editing and production of NTSC standard definition video. The plug-in extension card initially worked with the Amiga 2000 computer and provided a number of BNC connectors on the exposed rear edge that provide connectivity to common analog video sources like VHS-VCRs, no, VHS VCRs. The related software tools support video switching, chroma keying, character generation, animation, and image manipulation. So I remember hearing about this back at the time. This was doing for doing a video production, the video toaster. So any 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 uh, any videos about the the, the toaster? Because and and it, yeah, then the like the logo for it was pretty cool. Did I ever get that video toaster button, or do I have it?
2: 30 years, I dreamed of having NewTek's video toaster. Well, my dream has finally come true. Let's check it out.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people dreamt of it, and, you know, anyway. So that was a really, it, I think at the time it was potentially like lower cost than other solutions. It was probably still pretty expensive, but you were able to do uh, lots of video effects and stuff. video production work in 1990. You, you couldn't just do everything on a computer like you can do now. Like cheap, you had to have specialized, you know. There was like a, a specialized hardware component, etc. Things were difficult back then, you know. Let me cross video toaster off my list, okay? And let's continue searching. I, I didn't realize I talked about so much toaster to, uh, toaster topics. Uh, on seven sixty nine in 09 I did uh, Nature's Path organic frosted toaster pastries. Cher- cherry Pomegranate. Did I just misspell that, or was it, did they, did they have a, it wasn't pomegranate, it was pomegranate? Um, more about Chainsaws and Toasters. We'll get to that, don't worry. More about Chainsaws and Toasters. Yikes. I actually played the slot machine on, uh, when I went up to, um, what was a place called? Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, yeah. That was a great moment. Most of it is Chainsaws and Toasters related. Brave Little Toaster on 1379. 1647, I talked about toasters. That was like the first topic. Wow. Let's check that out. I'm interested. It's on channel 944. I want to see. So I started off talking about toasters? Hmm. I don't know the last time I had a toaster. You know, like a traditional toaster. I mean, I have a toaster oven, which performs the same function. But then there's another thing that's just a toaster. Yeah, sixteen forty-seven. I, I I'm I'm just just starting off talking about toasters. That was it. Interesting. Very interesting. Anything else? Let's see. Talked about stray toasters. On sixteen forty-nine, stray toasters. What what is that? Stray toasters. That sounds like something. That was from twenty nineteen. That wasn't even that long ago. Every year is that long is long ago now. Stray To, oh yeah, oh my God, I would have forgotten about this, Bill Sienkiewicz, yes, the comic book artist, Stray Toasters. How could I have forgotten? It's a four-issue comic book miniseries created, written, and illustra- illustrated, by Bill Sienkiewicz and published by Marvel Comics imprint Epic Comics in 1988. Although it was critically acclaimed, it never reached widespread circulation like Sienkiewicz's later work. The story revolves around criminal psychologist Egan Rustamagic and his investigation of a serial killer who seems to be targeting women. Okay, I think, wasn't it something like the last issue never came out or something like that? But there is artwork involving a toaster here. Stray toasters, yeah. I kind of remember at the time also when when that came out. Wow. I don't know if I read it, but I remember hearing about it. Another flying toaster... On 1801, toaster hash browns on wow, and UG popcorn rev- review two in 07, toaster strudel, Cinnabon cinnamon bun flavor that was uh, Frank Norris show 1523 in 2010, more flying toasters and then the cellular toaster stuff. Yeah, so I think wow, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. <clears throat> Into your head. 614 from 2012 Neil predicts pre, Neil predicts his own toaster urine related death and discusses deodorant testers nice Neil from uh, toaster insurance pride again the, the Neil thing with toasters into your head he also wants to be cl- he wants to try cloning a toaster so so Neil did use a lot of um toaster related humor in his show um Midnight Citizen, 231, he talks about... He plays the Video Toaster 4000 promo video. Nice. All right. I think that's about it. I think that's our toaster uh, situation. All right. I like it. We've covered a lot of toaster-related topics. But, of course, chainsaws and toasters, toasters slash chainsaws, and chainsaws, whatever. That's not going to be our, our finale here, but let's try a few more things. Toaster tattoos. Apparently, for some reason, people get a lot of tattoos. Um, this this is talking about, uh, as I mentioned, the the brave little toaster. Not something I particularly care about, but people that were um, kids in that time period, they people. There's pictures of people's brave little toaster tattoos, a lot of them. It seems to be a prevalent uh, toaster. Here, here is a toast, a brave little toaster that's obviously stoned. As a tattoo, so people get a lot of different kind of tattoos. I think there's also gener- uh, people get toasters that are not the brave little toaster, just generally toasters. What is this, SF Gate girl with the toaster tattoo? Because when you change your perspective, you may as well change your skin. What is this, like an editorial or something? So I happen so I happened to know this young funky spunky woman with short spiky hair and a tiny potent frame with a refreshing and newfound what-the-hell attitude about life and love and fate. And she very recently had the picture of a very large and animated toaster tattooed right square in the middle of her back. Wow, that is some sentence-slash-paragraph-slash-run sentence. Wow. Yes, a toaster, a classic two-slicer, simple boxy-chrome design, power cord dangling, and two slices of goodly toast popping up, large and unmistakable and inked in her tender olive skin for the rest of her life. What is the point of this? This this is like this long article about this woman who. Can we see the tattoo? I I I, I whatever I. Whatever I, I, I tried skimming ahead, but I wasn't. I, I didn't get any skim value off that. <sighs> yes. I mean, I suppose if you ha- if I had to get a tattoo, I would consider not the brave little toaster, but some kind of toaster. Perhaps I'm not going to get a tattoo. I'm not into tattoos. Then, of course, there are toasters which imprint images onto bread, right? They're just designed that way. They must have heating elements sort of arranged closer and further. This, I think, started with a phenomenon where people would see Jesus in toast. So Jesus toast is a phenomenon. So here's an article from the Medical Express. Researchers find seeing Jesus in toast phenomenon perfectly normal. People who claim to see Jesus in toast may no longer be mocked in the future thanks to a new study by researchers at the University of Toronto and partner institutions in China. Listen, this was such important research. The University of Toronto had to partner with multiple other institutions in China to figure out why people are seeing Jesus in toast. Researchers have found that the phenomenon of face uh, pareidolia where onlookers report seeing images of Jesus, Virgin Mary, or Elvis in objects such as toasts, shrouds, and clouds is normal and based on physical causes. So anyway, it's, it's very normal. So if you see Jesus in toast, you're you're fine, okay? Don't worry about it. Um, and then there is the Jesus toaster, which was probably based on this phenomenon. Someone actually... I believe it's a real product. If not, it's like a meme, Um. A toaster that, uh, you know, m- is meant to put a picture of Jesus on your toast. Yeah. And they don't really didn't need to use Times New Roman as the font, but anyway, they can do what they want. They're the Jesus toast people. Then we have, of course, many other toasters that create images of things. For example, the Snoopy retro toaster will give you an image of, of Snoopy on one piece of bread and Charlie Brown on the other to go along with your, your Snoopy uh, waffle iron. Um, so there's, you know, this, so there's many different variations of toasters that will put images, but I'm sure it takes away from the actual quality of the toast. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's a classic novelty item, obviously. Here's one that's a good example. It is the Bob Ross toaster. The, you know, the, the guy that's a TV painter that died many years ago, but somehow is still a pop culture juggernaut. We just saw a Bob Ross t-shirt at uh, Spencer Gifts uh, in, in the Rockaway Mall yesterday. Uncanny Brand's Bob Ross Toaster toasts Bob's iconic face onto your toast. It's also tiresome. <laughs> well, that kind of thing is tiresome. I was, I was talking to, to Pete and Brian about that. It's also a tiresome meme. Like, what are you going to do with that toaster? I mean, I guess... I don't know. I don't know. And how about toy toasters? Are There, there are some toy toasters I found. For example, here is well, this is more of a collectible Disney vinyl nation. It's it's Mickey Mouse as a toaster. It's known as uh, Urban with bread box toaster, and that's only six dollars. So that's not valuable at all. It's like one of these blind box things. Disney's Urban vinyl, and uh, so one of them is they just made it, uh, him into a toaster, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse as a toaster. You, you ever notice that our society is producing endless amounts of worthless crap constantly? you ever notice this? We, we no, no one needs a Mickey Mouse as a toaster figurine. <clears throat> Here is a figurine of cow parade figurine number seven seven zero five. Milk toast retired. So I guess this is. I, I don't know if this is related to. You know, you know, like towns will have these models of you know, statues of cows that are painted all different ways. But this one is I guess this is a series of little tchotchkes or little statues you can get. And one of them is a is a cow that has become a toaster. Real real great way to spend your money. Only thirty eight ninety-five, so it's not that expensive. But if you're into collecting cow statues, the toaster one could 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 be for you. Let's see. <clears throat> Hmm. Another toaster toy, we have um, Toaster Boy by Mongar Toys, and uh, somehow the the image is not loading. I I thought it loaded on previously, but, oh yeah, here it is. It's basically the same thing, like sort of a weird silver figurine, but there's just a toaster for a head, and it comes with toast. I wonder wonder how much this is, only 30 bucks, great. A lot of these toaster-related things are $30. Did you, you ever noticed that? <laughs> I, I just did. And here is an extremely frightening, they're not really toys, but a clay art large anthropomorphic stovetop toaster and coffee pot salt and pepper shakers from 1993. Gigant, it's a gigantic, frightening cartoon ceramic toaster, uh, and which I, I'm assuming that would be the salt and the other one would be the pepper. I'm not sure, but it's frightening looking. and that's only $20.39 from Clay Art Incorporated from in, made in China 1993 very frightening toaster cartoon salt shaker thank you for that clay art and <clears throat> you know and, there, and there's tons of little toy toasters you know like kids get a little toy kitchen there's a million of those you, so That'd be cool to collect toy and figurine and dollhouse... Like dollhouse toasters, there's a lot of those, obviously. I mean, if you're a toaster collector, you can go way beyond actual toasters. I mean, you could spend your whole life on it. Here we have uh, searching Etsy for toasters. Here is a pretend toy toaster for $38. Why is everything $38? Dark humor bath bomb. Oh. It is, you know, the bath bombs, you drop it in your bathtub and it explodes with herbal scents. This one is called the last bath bomb. It's a uh, it's shaped like a toaster based on the previous thing I talked about. It's a dark humor bath bomb. <laughs> it's only $22.95. Your last bath bomb because you die. And if you want to create these, you can get the toaster bath bomb mold for only $13.50. So you can make your own toaster bath bombs. For dark dark humor purposes, how about a toaster greeting card for, for good for all occasions? Only five dollars and eighty cents. And there's a a children's book called Toaster Head. It's about a little girl that uh, holds a toaster on top of her head. Sounds sounds like a real winner to me. <laughs> a children's classic for the ages. Anyway, yes. But perhaps the greatest of all toaster figurines I think I found, and I find myself actually wanting this one, Precious Moments, a special toast to Precious Moments membership figurine. I guess you had to be a member to get this one, but uh, it is, a, you know, Precious Moments are these like weird little, almost like vaguely peanuts-like little, just like weird cartoon children figurines that are all about Jesus. And this one has a t- has a toaster, and a piece of toast that says "PM" on it for Precious Moments. So it's like a it's there it's like a toast to Precious Moments, but it's actually a toaster with a little little figurine. Now you know I've always wanted to visit the Precious Moments theme park and and religious park out in Missouri, and um, I wonder if they have a life sized uh, doll with a life sized toaster, but. I, this one would be good to have, the Precious... Well, I'm not really doing any, like, toaster-themed things in my life. I'm just... This is it. But I like this one, though. Precious Moments, Little Girl with a Toaster. Only $17. It's, most of them are 30 so that's actually pretty cheap. Artwork. Toaster artwork. Um, fineartamerica.com. There's a lot of art with toasters in it. Here's a robot uh, sort of in love with the toaster. It's only $14. It's a painting. Pop-Tarts painting. So, yeah, just all the paintings related to toasters. I think these are prints, though. I don't think this could be the original, because this one's pretty cool, This the Rosebud painting by D- Danny Bond. I don't think you're buying his actual painting for $25, right? No, no, You, 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 you there's printing it on things, okay. <clears throat> there's quite a bunch. Here are two dancing girls inside a toaster instead of the toast. There's so much art of toasters. I mean, there's amazing, so many toaster pieces of art. It really is an inspiration to artists everywhere, the the, the humble toaster. There's even a work of art, someone that was really into toast, right? An amazing toaster mural created out of 2,500 pieces of toast, right? The toaster is exactly that, a huge rendition of a toaster made entirely out of, yes, you guessed it, toast. This intriguing and quirky masterpiece by Ingrid Falk and Gustavo Aguere was constructed in Buenos Aires, Argentina over the course of two days from 2,500 slices of bread, which were painstakingly toasted to different degrees of burnt and pieced together to form a delicious but dry-looking mural. The vast range of tones in the work are really impressive, and they create a realistic impression of, an, of the inanimate object. The piece-together puzzle of cooked bread certainly provides a fun dose of food for thought. <laughs> what? Who wrote this? Is it for sale? I mean, it's, it's just like this random story. <laughs> well, it does look pretty cool, though. C- congratulations to, to Falk and Aguere for their, their achievement in toast. One thing we are talking about in the chat room was like those, those robot wars TV shows where people made robots and they fought, but there was there was a couple uh, there was a couple toaster based ones actually. Um, on in BattleBots there was the Chaos Toaster, and in Robot Wars there was the Savage Toaster. So, anyway, we have come to the come to the final, obviously the final uh, topic here. The whole chainsaws and toasters, as opposed to toasters and chainsaws, situation. So, what do we know about this? So basically, um,
5: all right, guys, this is a uh, two coin. Item. All right, so that's
1: that's. So basically, first, what came was uh, I think it's chainsaws and toasters came first. Let's see. No, toasters and chainsaws came first. I'll, hold on, just let me get let, let me get set up here because I'm not quite ready. Alright, so it all sort of starts with um, this video that I've played on the other side, I believe. Um, here is on Atari Age. This is from 2018. Someone's posting I was watching this old news series on video games, and they mentioned Taito was making a game called Toasters and Chainsaws. Does anyone know what, what this is or any history on the game? Prototypes? Someone said it was named Elevator Action later. So here's the video in question.
2: What makes video games so popular? Well, we search for an answer as we begin a special series on Video Fever, Games People Play.
7: So the young computer genius tries and gets zapped by a ray gun right into the machine at Chicago at the Valley Corporation's midway plant. Here they are turning out Tron games as fast as they can. These workers are under so much pressure, company executives asked us not to spend too much time shooting the factory for fear it would slow the workers. That gives you some idea how competitive the business is. Incidentally, the Bally Company is the same one who gave us Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. On the average, it can take up to two years and several hundred thousand dollars to get a video game from the drawing board to the arcade. In between, there are secret testing locations and programming changes. We go by what we call what's in the cash box. You
6: know, the cash, like I was mentioning, the cash box
7: is a cruel mistress. And that's what we go by. Jack Middle is president of Taito America. This is a company that first had Space Invaders, until it sold the license to Bally. Sometimes this can get a little confusing. Taito let us videotape in a room called Deep Engineering. Without being over dramatic about the whole thing, this is the most secure room in the plant. This is where the game gets its life and personality from computer programmers. Because of the fierce competition among video game companies, Taito requested we do not use last names. But Rex is working with Mark on a new game called Toasters and Chainsaws. Mark is computing what will appear. So, yeah, yeah, so they so show
1: a marquee for this Toasters no, and Chainsaws Rex is game. With
7: Mark on a new game called Toasters and.
1: So, it, it it's it's like a marquee. Uh, the word Toasters and kind of a chrome look. I think the font Crilly, and Chainsaws and kind of a, a spiky font. And there's a guy, a muscular guy, holding a chainsaw that he's swinging, and then there's two, like, evil toaster, uh, like, weird toaster aliens or toaster robots flying along. So these are also flying toasters here. And uh, so this, of course, is very interesting and very, you know, this is what got everyone interested in this.
7: And chainsaws. Mark is computing what will appear on the screen. Rex is using a computer to synthesize the sound you will hear when the game hits the arcades. It is hours and hours of hard work, often tedious for the company, not very rewarding until the Most popular pastimes in the Anyway,
1: country. that's the whole thing, right? Toasters and chainsaws. And that, pretty much, I think that news report is where we get this that image. Yeah, the image is from this news report. So they filmed it inside this valley plant. And this is the image that's used all over the Internet for toasters and chainsaws, right? So this is what they're saying here. Uh, so here is, uh, from a different website, forums.arcademuseum.com, and it looks like someone just took that same screenshot and, uh, and corrected the, uh, it was at an angle, they made it, they, they corrected it in Photoshop. Uh, Toasters and Chainsaws is an arcade title mentioned, and arcade, arcade marquee, marquee scene on screen of a 1982 special news segment entitled Video Fever Games People Play. Josh Schlipman reporting. The recording, we have access to via YouTube aired as part of ABC7 Eyewitness News broadcasts. Some people say about Toasters and Chainsaws that, by all reports, it was never finished or released. It is unknown how far along the game progressed. Even Toasters and Chainsaws failed uh, on test out at the door and was scrapped. However, it's clear from the context of the news segment that the name Toasters and Chainsaws is intended to be fictitious. In order to both be humorous and to protect the actual name of the game being worked on, after a reporter discusses oft, uh, how cutthroat uh, the industry was and how secretive Taito's R&D department had to be back in the day, Taito would not be advertising their next big product on television. Okay, Perhaps the game depicted was really wild western, and the discussion of toasters and chainsaws takes place Uh, no last names, yada yada and let's see according to Brandon Sheffield after his 2011 InsertCoin.com article he verified that he was able to contact Rex and Mark and verify that toasters and chainsaws was a fake name to throw people off the trail for that news report since people were so secretive about what they were making uh, back in those days that said, it is uncertain whether the fake name and marquee were invented either by the developers working for Taito USA or by the news people. It would not be surprising if Taito had a lot of different marquees made up for when people were shown around just to make sure they, uh, that what they were working on didn't get leaked. So that, that's an interesting uh, perspective. Then there is the Chainsaws and Toasters slot machine. The naming coincidence. Oddly enough, in 2001, the International Game Technology developed a slot machine called Chainsaws and Toasters. Despite the fact that Mark uh, Blastic had worked in the slot machine industry, neither Mark nor Rex have heard of this slot machine. So they're saying it's a complete complete, um, coincidence. One is Chainsaws and Toasters, the other one is Toasters and Chainsaws. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Anyway... As I mentioned, I did get to play the, uh, the slot machine when I was at Mohegan Sun. It's one of those traditional slots that has three reels with sevens and bars and things. Here's a video of someone that has one, and you uh, can hear what it's like to play the game.
5: Machine. Uh, it's kind of a rare. All right, guys. This is a uh, two-coin IGTS 2000 um, chainsaw and toaster slot machine. Uh, it's kind of a rare machine. It's got special sounds on it. We don't get
7: it in we red, white, blue
1: or double It's gotta be a better video than this. Come on. I think I wasted about twenty or thirty bucks in that stupid machine. But I wanted to play it. Chainsaws and toasters, slot machines. here, here here's another one. It's a cool logo too. It's just a chainsaw on a toaster, the traditional two-slot toaster. And there's like a, you know, one of those Jason masks, the hockey masks on it, to sort of imply a serial killer with a chainsaw. I think one of the symbols is—is there a a different chainsaw and toaster symbols, or is the symbol just chainsaws and toasters? I don't know. Oh, there's a toaster—that's wild. So maybe there's also a chainsaw—that's wild. There must be a there must be a chainsaw piece too, right? Oh, there's a chainsaw. Chainsaw gives you five times. Nice. Well, there you have it, the, uh, my deep dive into the world of toasters, and I do feel, I, I may have only scratched the surface in the world of toasters, but uh, hopefully we touched on enough of the major topics. I feel good about it. It has been t- a kind of a toaster mania. Back
0: to you, PQ. Hmm. Just wonder if that was Frank's <clears throat> longest lengthwise uh, ever contribute. That was just epic. And and the interesting thing is I thought at the end he would say, oh, I feel cleansed. I've got it out of my system. But it, he feels he's only scratched the surface of toasters, which means uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to bring the topic back Uh you never know uh that i never know what'll be interesting when i toss topics out uh hey, stay tuned next week's topic i reckon will either draw a big goose egg or may even bring people from out of the woodwork who haven't done an episode in ages uh either way i'm game uh that once in a while i get an idea that yeah, it might be good. You never know. And that toaster's idea, this was great. And there's just so much more. As Frank said, I mean, it, it, these these appliances have become so much a part of our life. And, and the bread, the bread, our daily bread. And it is so much better. Just, just toast it a little. Mm. And, and, oh, man, I, I was looking at this Mitsubishi toaster here online and i I, I we're going to be having a pq river original art sale or something yeah this is an indulgence that i think especially with my uh, reduction of an apartment this could open up whole new worlds of things that i could cook and prepare this is like this is even better than that toaster that i mentioned earlier this is like Oh wow! The future really is here, anyhow. Um, I as I mentioned, the incredible true facts of space. Yep, Chad Bowers is here to uh, share his thoughts on the toasters.
4: Yes, electricity. Our old friend, been with us for nearly ten years at this point. We love it. It helps us through our daily needs, our chores, the very things we do to survive in life. I build toasters. The automatic toasting of bread is my game. My name is Richard Wright. And I've started the Stride Right Toaster Company. I'd like to build the world's finest toasters for restaurants, cafeterias, food service, and public lunch counters. My toasters are economical. This toaster, for instance, enables the waiter in any restaurant or at the lunch counter, to make toast as it's required. And it makes unnecessary to employ a separate toast maker, saving the restaurant owner and managers an entire salary. It does away with the need for one person to constantly watch the bread while it is toasting. When used in the kitchen, it permits the one who makes toast to perform other duties at the same time. Now, construction of these toasters. Well, we have a philosophy, and that philosophy is build it right. Our toasters are built to last. All the working parts are heavy and strong. The switches are carefully made and adjusted to give perfect service for many years. The cases are cast aluminum, highly polished. They make a fine appearance in any establishment, making them particularly adaptable for the serving counter. Customers would like to see them work and see the quality of the machines you employ. Step over here and look at our three slice Strite automatic toaster. This small unit has been placed on the market to respond to the overwhelming demand from small lunch counters, small fountain counters, those places where provision is desired for only a comparatively small amount of patrons. However, as it will turn out three slices every minute and a quarter, it will produce a dozen orders every ten minutes, which is a capacity sufficient for many of the larger places that this toaster may be employed. The automatic mechanism inside of this toaster is completely separated from the oven portion such a way that crumbs cannot possibly interfere with the mechanism in the heart of the machine working to bring you unmatched toast efficiency. The table space required for this three slice unit, 10 by 12 inches. The shipping weight is 30 pounds. Current 2,200 watts. Our price, FOB at factory, $70. When you see what it'll do for your business, you'll wonder how we could possibly build such a machine for so little. Particularly one that does so much for you and the toast that your restaurant serves. Our toasters... Make wonderful toast all by themselves. Better toast, in fact, than could be made in any other way. It toasts every slice to the same perfectly even, rich, golden brown on both sides at once. Every slice alike. Simply place the bread in the slots, depress the two levers. And forget it. You have not a care in the world. Everything has been taken care of. When the bread has been in the oven exactly long enough to secure the exact degree of toast that you require, the timing device will release the spring. That raises the racks. When the racks rise, the contact is broken and the current is cut off automatically. Time of toasting can be regulated to suit the condition of the bread or the degree of toasting required. There's no washing, no turning, no burned bread, no waste. I'd like to talk to you a moment about this four-slice stripe automatic toaster. Now, this machine, this is ideal for most any small restaurant or any lunch counter where 160 slices of toast per hour is the maximum amount of toast served. Like our other automatic strike toasters, this machine toasts both sides of the bread at once and it'll accommodate a new slice of any size up to five inches square. As it consumes when working to full capacity two thousand seven hundred fifty watts special wiring to the machine is necessary. Although the total amount of current consumed will hardly be noticeable since it's always turns off automatically when it's done. Why it'll cost little more than running a light bulb possible to leave the strike automatic toaster with the current turned on ready for action for no current will be used until one presses down on the levers to start the toast cycle. The ordinary lighting wire will not have enough current to drive these particular machines. These machines can be equipped to work with any current At any frequency, you will specify that on the ordering form and we will build it to your specifications. The heating elements in our machines are made in small batches, very easily replaceable. The elements, as with all other parts of the machine, have a remarkable reputation for durability and are known for their freedom from trouble. But repairs are easily made as these small expenses are necessary in a device built to last a lifetime. Although this is a heavy-duty toaster, the operating current is so small as to be negligible due to the fact that our automatic features prevent current from being used while the machine is not operating. At a 3 cent rate for current, our 12 slice toaster will make 30 slices of bread toast for 1 cent of current cost. Over here, this is our 8 slice unit, the Stripe 8 Slice Automatic Toaster, or 12 small slices if each slice should measure less than three inches across. It'll handle a seating capacity of up to 200 guests, perfect for any busy lunch counter. Cafeterias where large groups of people must be served toast in a short time. This machine, at its full capacity, will toast every minute and a quarter 160 large slices of toast. Or over 500 slices if each slice measures just three and a quarter inches wide. The size of this eight slice toast, twelve and a half inches by fifteen inches by seventeen inches high. Current consumption, fifty five hundred watts, and the shipping weight is sixty five pounds. FOB from our factory, one hundred eighty dollars. Call. Speak to me personally for your assurance of quality and for my dedication to making the finest toasting implements in the world. I will be happy to take your order and arrange your transportation to pick up your equipment and deliver it safely to your restaurant where profits and satisfied customers await. I thank you for listening today. Thank you for allowing us into your home. I hope you will enjoy the music accompaniment, and I hope we will see you at the breakfast counter. I've got a toast with your name on it. Thank you, and God bless. Toast. Jam. Jelly. Buttered toast. Rye bread, toasted with Russian dressing. Sauerkraut. From the hills of San Francisco. Sourdough. Sourdough bread, toasting. It's a wonderful smell. Eggs and toast. Eggs and toast are such a wonderful thing to wake up to. Sometimes I'll grab a small pan. I'll take some of the small blue eggs from the young hens. I'll take them and I will crack them into a glass. Whipping them into a frenzy with a spoon. I like to incorporate 15 liters of air into every two eggs. I prefer using a very sharp cheddar cheese. And I'll begin by flooding the bottom of the plan with a pan full of liquid butter. I will then bring it up to heat sufficient to cook the eggs, but not too quickly. You want them to cook over a period of two minutes in the pan. So low and slow is better than fast and burnt. Tabasco sauce is a wonderful accompaniment to eggs. Eggs made with sharp cheddar cheese. I prefer Tillamook extra sharp and Tabasco sauce with cage-free, free-range eggs, particularly those from young hens, cracked delicately into a glass, whipped full of air, poured on top of hot butter in a frying pan, Into my striped automatic toaster I will place three slices of sourdough bread. I've set them for a medium toasting which will bring notes of caramelization, a sweetness, and a wonderful depth of flavor that is only achieved by toasting. When this toast is ready, and it's been coated by the finest butter I can find at my local Costco. I will then apply grape jelly from a family farm called Welch's. They're available at Walmart, tens of thousands of other grocery stores, and they have been for many years. It's possible to use the glasses they come in for other purposes after you've emptied them of your content of jelly. One thing that I've invented in times of need was the ability to take toast slightly under medium toasted. Get three slices prepared perfectly, automatically in your Stripe automatic toaster. You'll take these pieces and you will cut them into nine pieces for each piece of bread. Think of tic-tac-toe, the game of straight lines and X's and O's. This is the method in which you will cut the bread. The bread, having been properly buttered, will lie next to syrup. Syrup which has had a fork and butter taken. And the butter has been whipped into the syrup to create a syrupy butter liquid. You'll then use a fork to pull each of the nine pieces per slice, 27 pieces in all, through the butter. If you prefer, you can use honey in this mechanism. There's no finer food for you than honey. It's collected by the bees from flowers that live around you. All of that pollen, you could never collect it all yourself. Why, you'd walk your feet off collecting that much pollen. And then, what would you do with it? Only the bee can regurgitate it after eating it. Only the bee can stuff it into cells where the female bee will lay her eggs. Only the bee can worship a queen bee that will become, by and devour those same eggs hours after they've been laid. The queen bee then sits in the middle of the hive. The rest of the bees fan, creating an air current coming from the bottom as a vortex through the top of the hive. This vortex will carry the ejaculate of 4,000 bees into a mixture aerosolized into the vortex. As this vortex surrounds the queen bee, God himself will choose the sperm that mates with the egg inside the queen's head. What will be born will be a new generation of bees that will keep on collecting pollen and keep on making you the most lucky man in the world. You live at a time when not only toast and toasters but also bees and jars full of honey. The ability to buy jars of honey. You would never be able to make it yourself, but you now can consume it. It's so wonderful to have toast in the morning with honey and these fabulous eggs with the sharp cheddar cheese and the Tabasco sauce. You ever... Uh, eating some of those Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts is something that I've often eaten straight out of the box, raw. But, once you know your toaster, and you're on guard, because Pop-Tarts have a infamous ability to uh, burn houses completely to the ground when used in a toaster oven. There's something quite molten about the inside of those tarts. But if you brave it, and you're on guard, and you're ready, and you feel up to it. Medium toast on a Pop-Tart can improve the flavor. I prefer the uh, blueberry, and the cherry, and the cinnamon is uh, brown sugar and cinnamon is probably my favorite for snacking on without cooking. Pop-Tarts are uh, a great snack because they've got about 400 calories when you eat both of them, and they've got a good amount of fat in them, a lot of energy for you, sugar energy, and it's a very economical situation for lunch. Some people eat protein bars, but uh, you could be enjoying Pop-Tarts. Sometimes the store brand of Pop-Tarts will taste better than the real Pop-Tarts. They have to. They don't have the reputation that Pop-Tarts do. They've got to put a little more sugar in there, a little sweeter. That's what I think of Publix Pop-Tarts. I can get 12 of them for $2.67. I love a bargain, and I love a good toaster. The toaster I have currently is a toaster oven. And one thing that I like about a toaster oven is that it will go from cold to ready to reheat your pizza in little more time than it takes to turn the thing on as compared to the full-size oven, which often takes 20 or more minutes to get up to 400 degrees. So a pizza, that could take me 20 minutes plus, 15 minutes, 35 minutes. Well, with a toaster oven, I could be eating that pizza in 10 minutes. And it could be hot and on my plate, and I'm sitting down and I'm eating it. And I haven't heated the entire kitchen up with an oven that's now 400 degrees in the center of your kitchen. You know, sometimes in the middle of summer, that's not something you want to go stand by. Hell, it'll be radiating at 400 degrees for the next hour, the thing will be hot. Think of all that energy you save. You know, I bet if it could toast few hundred slices of bread for, what was it, 33 cents, probably making my pizza hot and ready, I don't know, maybe it cost a dime, you know, but that's alright, it's worth it, I'd trade that a movement of the electron force uh, waves, what is it, you know, it's not... uh, not actually electrons moving; it's just a wave moving through them. Imagine them like a like a lattice with little springs that push and pull between each atom. And as that current races through, it's slamming one ball into the next, and however they hit off, they're springing around. As their energy level rises, they're uh, you know giving off heat causing a Hall effect of current, which is rotating 90 degrees to the direction of travel of the wave. In fact, you can measure Hall effect currents, and a lot of people use that for motion sensors these days. I prefer a toaster that relies on little more than the nichrome nickel-chromium wire, which uh, is used in the heating elements and uses the bi-metal strip, which bends, you know, the Sunbeam popular electric toaster. There's this guy on uh, YouTube called Technology Connections. He's got some wonderful videos. In particular, he's looking at a old toaster, it's about 60, 70 years old, that does a better job consistently toasting the same shade of toast than modern toasters costing hundreds more. And it does so without one microchip. It's just a tuned piece of bimetal wire. It's a spring mechanism that translates a small amount of lateral movement energy into a very long range of motion. It's a reflective piece of metal that reflects the heat in such a way that the bimetal strip is only being heated by reflections off the surface of the toast itself. This toaster, when you put your toast in, it slowly lowers the toast, taking advantage of the electromechanical forces and magnetic forces present within current and metal strips. The magnets in size cause the springs to relax, contract, and expand. The toast slowly lowers in. The machine toasts it to perfection as dialed. And when it's finished, it slowly rises out of the machine. Yeah, that's wild. That's a nice toaster. You know, some of the first ones were built in such a way that they just screwed into your light socket. Use what's called an Edison connector. That screw-in bulb on the bottom of... A light, LED light, or any light. That's an Edison connector. That's how they'd plug their toaster in. I like to think how modern they must have felt, how proud they were of their toaster. Young couple in 1920s, making toast, living life, having babies. That's good stuff, friend. All right, back to you. Thank you, PQ. I hope you'll enjoy this breakfast oh
0: my enjoyment it, that that it was intense and intensive that that was just marvelous and, and that the sunbeam toaster the aesthetic of it I, I, is just beautiful the idea that it just slowly lowers the toast and then there's none of that sudden popping up nonsense it just it elevates Oh, that that's just so beautiful, but uh, that that Mitsubishi, uh, considering our austere uh, studio situation, uh, its ability to do many things makes that just that that's a remarkable object, and and yeah, I'm coveting that. I'm like thinking in my head uh, th- th- ideas. Uh, and, and I'm gonna look more into it because thing there's also often a catch to such goodies that uh, a learning curve yeah I don't if it's too complicated for me to operate it doesn't matter how many problems it might solve right right so uh, yeah but we're on the research thing for that and uh, that what 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 joy what a great uh show Uh, chad frank uh, thank you ever so much for uh what you do and uh thank you for uh listening to this assembled uh nonsense with me driveling in between uh Perhaps it enhances it. I I can't say because, as usual, I'm too close. It sounds good on the old shows that I listen to, so I will uh, give myself a gold star and assume that what I do here is sort of a uh, mucilage that uh, uh, holds the entire... The good stuff, to, between the good stuff, you do need something and what I do. Is, but yeah, I'm, I'm PQ River. And next week on the Overnight Scape Central, as you've probably read somewhere or seen, but uh, if you've reached this point and you don't already know, the topic we will discuss is Dean Martin. Uh, there are a lot of people who are huge, famous, talented uh, entities celebrities that I am seeing are just vanishing uh, from our popular culture in a huge way Uh, Dean Martin not too many people uh, in 2022 uh, think well those who even know who Dean Martin was when was the last time you listened to a dean martin song or watched a dean martin film if sinatra he's carried on a little better but in any case i, I think he deserves uh, our attention and perhaps you do too and you are invited especially if you remember who dean martin was and have some thoughts on it uh, give us a few minutes of your time and uh, as usual the rules are pretty simple uh except for the deadline stuff so we're going to go into that the deadline is the 22nd of august 2022 and uh actually make it the 23rd in the evening time uh i'll be putting the show together either late tuesday or wednesday that seems to be the drill now and uh Please join us because, I mean, Dean Martin would appreciate it. Uh, The email address for you to send either an audio recording file or uh, you can also uh, just type something up in an email and send it to this email address and I will read it on your behalf. Uh, The email address being kpqr.torc at gmail.com. I repeat, kpqr.torc at gmail.com is where you find us. And uh, you can also comments whatever, uh, but please if if you haven't done it before especially, and and, and you remember Dean, yeah, uh, give us a few minutes of your time and a little reminiscence, and uh, it'll all be good. Uh, and with that. Uh, Once again, thanks to everybody involved. And uh, with any luck, we will catch you next week. And until then, join me. And together, we will set the controls for the heart of the fun.